0: Welcome to the Joy of Film Podcast, Episode 8. I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseca. Kevin Shaver. And today we are going high concept in more ways than one. Uh, we are going to be talking about science fiction in film. Uh, these are some of the uh, most quintessential and, and amazing films uh in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, of, of all time, and uh, it's really hard to narrow down the list. Uh, this, for, at least for me, and 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 I don't know, was it hard for oh you? Oh gosh, coming?
1: this was so hard to narrow down to my top three because I would say out of the crowd, we we each bring a really interesting dynamic to this one because you know Jordan's the biggest TV buff out of all of us. Right, True. I'm the bigger film one. So and Rich, you're kind of in the middle. You like both. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, um, not that we don't all love them all, but like. For me, this... I mean, gosh, I've seen so many science fiction movies and love so many, so... I mean, going back to the 50s and to now, and so narrowing it down to my favorites was a really... It was a challenge, but... I think I got, I got my top three and three honorable mentions. So yeah,
0: that's that that, that sort of hints at what we're going to be doing is, is we're going to break it down to our top three. Um, we'll go around you know in a circle and, and discuss the, the movies that, that, that are on our individual lists mm-hmm. and then sort of chime in on each other's and what those films mean to each of us. Sure. Uh, we'll also have some honorable mentions, as we always do. Um, of course, we're going to start out the episode uh, like we tend to with uh, some news as well as some if if we've seen any uh, you know notable movies recently, I know I have uh, one to talk about. I think you do as well. Yes. Um, and and Jordan, do you have anything? Oh to... yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, Jordan, what uh, uh, we were both saying, sort of what sci-fi films mean to us. What is it to you? Uh,
2: not much, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it? It... I
0: think you're understating. You
2: just like you're a huge TV buff. I am a You're, haven't perfect, seen so like you're like. understating, and I think that there's probably some films that you like. I don't know. It was tough. I didn't have that big of a short list, and I realize I haven't seen a lot of the classics. There uh, are so
0: many that I want to see that this spur you know spawn like brazil i've never seen i really oh, want to see that
2: like i've just got a weird list and i don't know <laughs> i don't know but maybe one of these movies would be that high up and it's weird i mean uh i don't want to give anything away but i i have a science fiction movie i obviously love a lot but other than that i was like i don't know and even looking at the list i have now it's 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 an odd mix and an odd mix of ones that were on my short list uh i'm big on sci-fi just mainly in tv and comics and gaming mm-hmm I'm My also goal- not that big on film in general as I think we've discussed before so. Yeah.
1: My goal is by the end of this episode I can get you guys to go watch some of I can't know, wait. 2001 and you know, the classics. Wait, you're don't, see Blade Runner. Don't don't uh, don't
0: don't, don't, don't bury, bury in this case let's bury the lead. Let's right, not right. let's not give away all the Oh, all I'm the not to Yeah, yeah. No, those are but, those are quintessential just, but may or may not be on your list. Yeah. Got it. Got it, but I mean it's it, it's really for me just just so to give people perspective on film because I don't think I ever did this. You know, when I was younger, film was all I wanted to do. Like a lot of kids, they want to be a movie director. You know, I think that's in the last 20, 30 years mm-hmm. what so many kids grow up wanting to be. Uh, certainly was what I wanted to be. Sure. Went to film school uh, in like the summers at like magnet and schools and Andy things Signor. like that with Andy Signor. In fact, uh, oh, at Germantown Academy, we we did uh, two summers in uh, in our in our summer film school there. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I was really into that idea. I would go see every movie on the weekends. Like, I saw Jurassic Park in theaters. Um, You know, that kind of thing. Ninja Turtles. I I would have, like, the new Ninja Turtles movie poster on my wall when the very first one came out. And I used to have, like, little post-it notes I'd put on it. It was, like, five days until the movie releases. Like, that's how into film I was. I mean, I still remember seeing Iron Giant in theaters
1: and just so many others. And... Um, just the feels yeah I mean I went all the time when I was a kid
0: you know um, know, it's just such a good feeling it has... The thing about film, especially in the theaters, is the momentous feeling it, it is, has. Yeah, it has this yeah. big release to it. In in recent years, I've gotten a little less patient with movies, I right, think. Right, right. It's like, I, 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 you know, going to the theater, it has to be something I really, really want to see. Right, and I understand Because it's, it's, a lot of cases, two and a half, three hour commitment, and that's just the movie, sure. and then you add the previews and the whole experience. It's like a five hours out of your day, and when you work, and you only have limited time. Sure. It's just a less convenient thing. It becomes no, it almost is, it an is. event. And so I see less movies at the theaters, right. and then when I'm at home... So much TV to watch, and there's so much video, many video games to play, um, and comics to read that that it's hard to find time to really commit to a movie. Uh, I still love the form, and some of the films on this list are just like some of the best things I've ever seen in any media. Um, See, it's funny you say that about commitment because
1: honestly, this is my like love hate relationship with TV because it's like I mean like that feels commitment to you. I love TV and I love what it does, but like. I have like there are times where I started a- I mean, it can be a great show, and I, you know, Mad Men, for instance, like right, excellent right. show. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I st- started it, and then, um, I don't, I don't know if it's a matter of lose interest or just like, you know, finding the time. But it's just that become I that becomes a really immersive experience that I have to commit myself to, and you know, um, that's what I enjoy about film is you know I can, I can watch all of. Edgar Wright's movies, you know, in a week or a few weeks, even you know, a day like yeah, yeah, really, yeah, you could marathon it, exactly, yeah, and so that's the advantage, but yeah, and that's the thing is, I wish more people today would have that the, value the theatrical experience more than they do. I mean, I understand with streaming and everything, it is. I mean, I stream all the time, but you know, I also still go to theaters and still go to one of the last video stores around here, um, and you
0: know, it's just that. It's a whole
1: nother culture, which I've always been
0: into. Yeah, very true. Yeah, very true. There's uh, a lot of things that are played against that, though. Like the fact that if you want to see Deadpool, you can go to see it at the theater, or you can wait two months. Used to be, you'd wait eleven months. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And it was like, oh, if you want to see Deadpool, you better see it now because by the time you see it, the conversation is going to be dead. Yep. But mm-hmm. now you can see it while people are still kind of talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 really a different yeah a different thing. It is yeah, absolutely. So, and then another thing too. Back in the day, I think speaking of Andy Signor. Um, he, back in then, he had like this massive, amazing, uh, video collection yeah. on VHS, And I, right? Oh my gosh. And so, VHS. and so like, the, but, but you yeah. know what they used to cost? A hundred dollars. Yeah. When the movie would just be released on video to video stores, it'd be a hundred bucks. The idea, and maybe video stores had a deal worked out, but sure. the idea was if you were a civilian and you wanted a movie like Basic Instinct, I remember cause that's how I saw it when I was way too young sure, to sure. see it. It's seventy nine to ninety nine dollars to buy that VHS, so the video stores could have an edge. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise, right. if you could buy it for twelve or twenty, that they would be out of business. Right, so that's how it was back then. Sure. Now, just think about that. You wait a month and a half, two months, and it's then you're Netflix. buying the DVD or Netflix. Yeah. So it really, and then there's some movies now that are even coming out day and date. Oh right yeah. On, mm-hmm. street, on demand, yep. right? I mean, you right. could be at home for six bucks or eight bucks anyway. Right. It's,
1: it's a, 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 a different world. It's but... It's a whole. It's a rapidly changing medium. Um, some ways for the better some ways for eh, not so much but it's I mean that's what I always love of it. I mean looking at its evolution both on in a, on a digital level on an aesthetic level um, but it's always meant a lot to me and I mean I have a film studies concentration so you know this is a topic I'm stoked about
0: but, yeah.
2: awesome awesome yeah. cool all right uh, well before we get to that that's because as the topic is our final piece we're gonna start with some news um, And is the case on any of our shows, really. There's a lot of comic book movie news. (laughs) I mean, it's impossible.
0: I mean, it's prolific. It's constant.
2: Yeah. You know? And it happens, like, a lot every week. So there's always new stuff to talk about. New (laughs) little
0: whispers or hints or rumors of actors and actresses. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they'll start with uh, something not comic book, for once. Is it Uh, possible? We are... There has been a rumor. that And they've asked donald glover about it directly okay uh and he you know he's cagey and i think anytime an actor's cagey as opposed to outright denying things you maybe think there might be some truth to it right at least some he's a little closer to marvel now since he's going to be in spider-man but Mm -hmm. the rumor is that donald glover is the front runner to play young lando calrissian in the han solo solo movie oh wow Oh, I've been, I what really, a win. Been, my
1: friends have been following that for a while now. What so a win but, that would yeah. be, right? Yeah,
2: I love Donald Glover. I've enjoyed him for years now, since uh, Community, Childish Gambino, some of his other projects. I really like him. I'm looking forward to Atlanta, which premieres... I was going to say, what's the deal with that? It's just his new show. I don't know. It's about like a young wannabe rapper in the Atlanta scene. and I don't know much more beyond that. It but. sounds like it's almost his version. I'm not saying it's, it's on the
0: same... I, Anyway, almost like it's his version, like a TV version of uh, Eight Mile uh, by Eminem. If you remember that movie, that was like yeah, a yeah, fictionalized, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also sort of it's true story, autobiographical. Yeah, to exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, like Purple Rain. I mean, yeah, a lot of the
1: musician kind of yeah you know, b- that are more or less a biopic, but
0: technically
2: fictional. They have uh, a
0: fictional character name, right, exactly. And, yeah. You know, it's not their real girlfriend, right? And yeah, that kind of thing. But it's it's the thematically, exactly.
2: yeah. But I like Donald Glover a lot. I think he would be a great fit oh, for gosh, Lando. Yes. Oh gosh! Oh uh, gosh! Yes. I just, I, you know, I,
0: I, I maybe he's gotten too old at this point. But I, I thought you were about to announce. I know you said it wasn't comic related, but I'd forgotten that part. And I was thinking it was going to be something to do with Miles, like some kind of like Ultimate Universe thing, or he'd like turn up in the new movie. I mean, something. he's he voices Miles on the Ultimate Spider-Man series. Yeah, that's so. true. That's, so he, in a way, he, he and fans did get that wish. Yeah.
2: To a certain extent, yeah. Right. But how, no, he's...
0: How, how many... Is that, like, the... Like, is that... Is Ultimate Spider-Man now Miles? Just Miles? No, no, it's still he's Peter f- Parker. Okay. But he's
2: in there. I know he's in an upcoming episode. That's so so Spider-Gwen. Uh, yeah, Spider-Gwen's too. joining and yeah. I wow. think it's, like, a Spider-Verse type. Yeah, pretty much. No, right. well, they did that last season. I don't know what they're doing. It's, it's a weird show. I'm way behind on it. Uh... Slash not the biggest biggest. Fan. I'm not the biggest fan, but uh, that's saying something because we all know how much Jordan loves Spider Man. So. Yeah, I've, I've read a lot of bad Spider Man and I've watched a lot of bad Spider Man. So, yeah. uh, but no, I, I think getting back to Star Wars, I'm. It's hard to be excited for that movie even with this news to me because I'm oh, just. God. I
1: I want a Kenobi movie more than you know, Han Solo. I love Han Solo, but it's like we've seen his origin in the old extended universe. He's got a new comic out. And the Lando one, like yeah. There's, I mean, I, I mean, I'll still watch it. I, I mean, I'm glad Lord and Miller are behind the camera for it, and yeah. um, yeah, and you got, and I like the actor playing Han and all that, and this is good news. But I still am not like, I, I mean, I'm much more excited about. Rogue One. I mean, one. Th-
0: this may be true of, I mean, a though you've seen, you weren't really that pumped about. It. I mean, if you were asked, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this, but if mm-hmm. you were asked before you saw anything about Rogue One and anything about the Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm would you have then said you were more excited about Rogue One when they were both concepts?
1: Wait, say that again. Like okay, if... so
0: this is a year and a half ago, two years okay. ago. Whenever it was that we knew there were going to be stories. Right. So when we knew Rogue, Rogue One was All the right. first s- side story. Okay. And we knew that uh, a Han Solo um, so- side solo picture was going to be the second one. Okay. Were you then more excited about Rogue One? Or, mm. or at that point when they were both yeah, concepts? Yeah, Rogue One
1: still always sounded more
0: intriguing to me because okay. new story so new even, characters, yeah so you know, even then right. the Han Solo rehash or not rehash yeah, but coming back just, wasn't the best idea for yeah you. I
1: mean it's not terribly surprising and I mean like I said they could still pull it off but it's not I'm still as a long time Star Wars fan it's still not like that's oh my gosh I can't wait for
0: this. so to me it's one of those things that's going to go either way yeah it's going to be like oh my god they killed it and they, they validated their idea of making this film mm-hmm. they, they made it they made the case or it's going to be, like, a 6.5. And everyone's yeah. going to be like, it has some great moments, right, but right. this movie sucks. Right, right. You know, I mean, that, I, don't I, I really your, think that's what it's going to be. I don't want to
1: judge too early. You One know, of those but two. But, yeah, that is kind of how I feel. I mean, it
0: can, me. I, I can't really imagine it being, like, I don't know. I can't yeah. really imagine it being in the middle ground where they're just like, "Yeah, it's okay. Right, I don't know. Right, I feel right. like it's going to be either they nail it or they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. It's interesting. But I, I'm excited. Um. I mean, young Lando. How does that tell? Give me the Star Wars lore. How does that play in?
2: Well, they're just they have a long history, so I so they're going to be buds or allies or what's the deal? There? Yeah, I mean,
1: they'll probably right.
2: they'll. I imagine they'll do something about how he gets the Falcon and everything,
1: and they could be antagonistic. Yeah, there's definitely different ways they could go with it, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. It's exactly what time frame they'll set it in. Is there
0: any extended? You, you might you guys may not have explored this aspect. Is there any extended universe stuff that? Uh, you know, obviously now is is moot, but they're still picking from some of that stuff. So, is there anything in that in those carcasses that
2: I mean, there's, there's, well,
0: they've got Santa Solo that, that I imagine they'll bring in for
1: this one. Yeah, there's rumors
2: of that in the new comic. The old extended universe, there were novels of ha- young Han right, Solo, right, and right, I don't know much about them, okay. but yeah, interesting.
0: Well, I'm excited to see it. I mean, oh, yeah. If you were to put it on right now, I'd be like, yeah, uh, let's hit pause on this podcast.
2: Let's go watch it. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd say that for most of these types of movies. Sure. Even the ones I'm not looking forward to in the slightest, so. I'll tell you what, I'm on a real Lego kick lately and I just saw the new,
0: like, yeah. Doctor Strange Lego set. Yeah, nice. Oh my God, it's sick. It's nice. this little Sanctum Sanctorum and it's even, like, a cheap set it's like, 30 bucks. But yeah. Man, is it sweet. With these, like, claws coming out of the wall or tentacles. Oh, it's really sweet. It's very, like, Cthulhu. I was loving it. Anyway.
2: Alright. Uh, well, that's it for non Non comic news, <laughs> even though I well, actually comic-
0: do kind of do the Shining
1: one. That's oh yeah, you do have you do have something. So this is um, I saw this the other day on Birth, Movies, Death. Um, th- so Stanley Kubrick is, uh, um, and this is pretty. He's known for doing this. His treatments for his films were very lengthy, and um, and and you know I mean he was originally attached to AI before um, right. he passed, and so we right. looked it up, and he had like a massive treatment for that so the other day um the original treatment for the shining leaked online um and it's about 81 pages i've not got a chance to read it yet but um i will I've been, um so i've read about it um so it shows what made it into the final cut what didn't things that were taken straight from the novel things that were added so um you know not some much the...
2: and a lot respectively yeah yeah, yeah. oh absolutely <laughs>
1: um so, like, there were scenes and details that weren't included in the final film, some of them, um, like a flashback scene where, I'm reading this off the article, a flashback scene where an enraged Jack breaks the arm of one of his former students, um, lifted directly from King's novel. And yeah. then others, um, like the moment where the hotel possesses Dick Halloran, turning him evil or brand new. Um, so that, to me, was really fascinating. I mean, I'm always a guru for... Looking at news like this, revisiting classics, oh yeah, and, you know, seeing what might have happened. Um, you know, I mean, I've read like the. I, I don't know if you remember when Darren Aronofsky was originally attached to the Batman reboot before Nolan. Wow, um, got a hold of it. imagine that. And, and Frank Miller wrote the script, and I've read that script, and it's um, it was going to be called Batman Year One. It was a. Um, was it? it? Was a. Was a uh... What do you call it? Uh, from the comic, it was a it was a pretty sh- it was definitely an adaptation. I mean, there was stuff added to it, but it was for most part it followed that storyline of you know Catwoman. Did it, it have a promise? The what? Did it have promise? Uh, yeah, I really liked the script a lot. And I mean, Catwoman's you know, a prostitute. Yeah, Man yeah. Miller. I mean, it would have been Man an, It would have been an R-rated. It would have been the first R-rated Batman movie, and then you know I think Nolan's.
0: Um, Found a nice middle ground. Well, but, I mean, um, I mean, there's no, I mean, yeah, yeah. In retrospect, oh, gosh, Sunday morning yes. quarterbacking. I mean, oh, gosh, yes. to imagine the world without the Nolan films is I like a, it's a conversation I don't want to have. Right, you right, know?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> 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 I mean, it's a fun conversation, sure, sure, expect, but also it's a world I don't want to live in. Sure, sure.
1: Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm definitely going to read this. I mean, that's really fascinating. I always look like looking at, yeah, um, you know, what might have been. I mean, but yeah, there's and, no and, talk and,
0: about like. You know, maybe making like the fifth remake of it or something. No, and no authentic no, no. or. No, I don't think. I mean, this is just, it's, it's not just like, an interesting It's just a thing. little
1: interesting tidbit. And, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but, like, I mean, that's one adaptation that King uh, of his works that King is not a fan of. And, um, he doesn't like that how the movie ends it with, um, Jack frozen there in the outside the hotel. Cause in the book, um, the Overlook Hotel burns down. Um, and at the end, Tallaran. um, Survives and um, he was peacefully with um, the wife, with Jack's wife and son. Um, so, he, you know, Kubrick did change that drastically, obviously. Um, and for that, King had problems with it, which is always really fascinating to me because, I mean, it's obvious that King was not opposed to adaptations. He's adapted
0: most of his right. works and to varying allowed, degrees of varying success. Degree, exactly. Even when he's involved, it's exactly. not always great. Like Under the Dome, he was like patently involved. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. kind of a train wreck. Um, so he also was, was he involved in that new one, the one where there's like vampires, or zombies. Um, yeah, cell, cell, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah, a wreck. Yeah. Uh, right. There's a lot of stuff that he's been involved in that's sure. excellent. The a Stephen lot of in
2: King reunion of Samuel L. Jackson, right, and Joe John Cusack, Cusack from right. 1408. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, another <laughs> movie that's considered. Eh. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed it. Right. Did you? Yeah. Okay. yeah, watched it in a film class once. Yeah. yeah. Also, so there's so film teachers give it merit. Well. I wouldn't say merit, but we watched it. I forget why. <laughs> yeah, I was just. To all, I mean, of... in,
1: that's in film classes. You don't always watch
0: great majestic. you, know, yeah. the, you well. look at different stuff. Well, I've wow. certainly been in a couple, but it, it's just you know, generally speaking, they want to show you like top of the form. And yeah, you know, I mean, you know, like, you know, and, like and most and film classes rare. will play Citizen Kane. Right, know? right, right. Every film class. Yeah, pretty Citizen much. Pretty much, <laughs> unless it's like you know year two because <laughs> they already much. watched <laughs> it. Right, pretty much. And then they may, still may show it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's 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 just that's just the way it is.
1: Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm definitely gonna
2: look this up. I'm always cool. fascinated by news like that. Cool. cool. All right. uh, so now we have nothing but superhero news. All right. Uh, first up, I think this will excite Rich to oh, a good, certain good, degree. Good, good, good. Uh, it's not quite the same, but Captain America's Civil War, the Blu ray, will have an original short that is probably non canon, admittedly. Yeah, yeah. But Taika Watiti shot a film and it was shown at Comic Con. We uh-huh. talked about it a little. Of what Thor was up to during Civil War awesome. and why he wasn't there, and it was a re- released online as well. Yeah, yeah. but it's going to be included on, as a bonus feature, as sort of like a not Marvel one shot, but just sort of a fun video they yeah. shot in a documentary style of what like a what Thor was up to. It's sort of in the, the vein of his other film, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which shot like a documentary about vampires, and this is just like Wait, Thor's day in the life type. Why non canon? Because it's like patently absurd from um. everything I've heard. It's like. He's just hanging out in Australia, and he talks about how much he wishes they'd gotten in contact with him <laughs> to fight in the war. And it's called Team Thor, is the short I think. Uh, but I hard. saw something about it earlier. But yeah. That sounds
0: okay. I mean, it's not it's not the one shots that that I miss.
2: Um, no, well, certainly not. But it's a fun video. I think it'll give some More idea value. of what his uh, vision for Thor will be. Maybe not as absurd as the short is. What's the release date on that? Uh, the Blu-ray? Oh. Uh, I think September twenty-eighth. End of the month. Yeah. Right ones. before Luke Cage comes out. Awesome. Uh, so that's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, next up, a couple of, ru- well, one rumor uh, for the Flash movie, the big rumor now is that the villain of the film is going to be the Rogues. Okay. Which, which when I was looking up um,
0: Rogues Gallery stuff for the Batman, I kept get accidentally getting the Rogues, the Rogues.
2: Well, yeah, that's the Flash's main bad guy team. Uh Sure. I like the Rogues, and yeah. I think as far as things they can do, I don't know. I, I, mean, they've I say done, yeah. they've already done Zoom and
1: Reverse Flash on the show, so I think they—they're pretty much always going to do
2: speedsters, apparently. Right. Well, well the reason—the reason, the reason but, it
0: makes a lot of sense to me is okay. So superhero movies almost always botch the villain, or o- almost always. Like mm-hmm. obviously Batman uh, Dark Knight is an exception, but in general, in general, they all, a lot of the superhero movies really fall yeah. short on the villain. Sure. So why not have a villain team? I mean, I say that's a good call. Simple. Greatest hits that ass. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, and in this case, instead of it being three villains that are all hodgepodge like in Spider-Man and stuff, uh-huh. in this case, you've
2: got they're 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 a cohesive unit. So there's more interest because there's more of them. I don't know; it could work. No, I'm not against it at all, and I think uh, my my I, my hopes would be uh, that they're distinct and sure. unique individuals. Because it's always sure. tricky when you have a team. Sure. Uh, which we can do to my next point I really hope Captain Boomerang isn't on that team because oh, yeah, he is yeah, traditionally yeah. a rogue and I'm like who, who, who are you? the rogues generally the big one is Captain Cold he's the leader then you got Heat Wave uh, Mirror Master Weather Wizard yeah. uh, Golden Glider Captain <laughs> Boomerang yeah. there's a lot of characters that end up the top there's there's a bunch of characters that have been rogues I think it's pretty clear to say that it's going to be
0: Captain Cold and Heat Wave and then um, who else did you say Have fun
2: recasting them. Well, I would think (laughs) Mirror Master. Mirror Master, yeah. Weather Weather Wizard. Wizard. Weather Wizard. Those would probably be the top four. Those four and maybe one more. Weather Wizard they could do a good job with. the video. Yeah, I think it's an interesting pick. I don't know. For me, my hope was always Gorilla Grodd, because as much as I like what they're doing on the show, I think they get away with a lot on their budget. Yeah. I think a, a big screen like, Gorilla Grodd movie would be fantastic. That way, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think the rogues are a good way to go, because honestly it seems like the Flash TV show really isn't going to be able to do the rogues. They've kind of either redeemed or killed yeah. or moved away from so many of the characters that are traditionally right. rogues right. Um, that they probably can't assemble it. Like At the very least, you're not going to get... Captain... Well, maybe you are, because now he's a villain again for some reason. I don't know. That, yeah, that yeah, whole yeah, universe yeah. is... It's hard to guess uh, on.
0: You know, I was... I, uh, this is TV, but I was looking at the IGN overall review of Legends of Tomorrow, and they gave it an 8.3 saying it was great. Good for them. I don't know. No, I was just
2: really surprised there, at that. There is... Look, uh, with that it's show... It's an enjoyable
1: show. It's just like... It, it is when you... It's just when you look at it and look at the time travel rules.
2: It's how much that bothers you, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think some of the arcs were a little weak. As far as the character arcs themselves, they, I don't think they're all around bad. Yeah. Um, I think there are some bad elements that are getting jettisoned for the most part for season two. It's just, it's really hard to feel the stakes when the rules keep changing yeah. on time travel. And that's the villain the is,
0: is, is shoddy, like um, you say. Right. Anyways. Anyway, but
2: the thought of the okay. rogues in the Flash movie, I mean, those are the, th- that's the big three. You either get a speedster of the rogues or, right, right. or a gorilla so. Sure. Doing a speedster would probably be a bit redundant. Uh, sure. So there's that. Uh, um, by the way, speaking of that, um,
0: Suicide Squad, Ezra Miller, was much more encouraging to me than any other previous Ezra Miller. I kind of dug it, him in that. Um, that one. His <laughs> two seconds. seconds? Yeah, his well, yeah. two yeah. seconds. But I mean, it was, <laughs> okay. better. it was way better than BBS, and it was, I thought, better than... Um, um, the, what we saw in the Justice League uh, stuff. Okay. Um,
2: so, I, don't I don't know.
0: I thought it was in, maybe this, like, I'm trying to get excited. I know I, yeah. know, I
2: don't know. To me, that scene you could have literally had a stand-in doing that part. There right. wasn't really much character to it. True. Yeah. Maybe that's why I liked it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It um, wasn't very Ezra. Too anyway. f- too fast to see anything. Yeah. Uh, So, the next thing, so Giancarlo Esposito is a pretty famous actor. Uh, one of uh, oh, Someone that you love. Uh, a lot of break, people yeah, from Breaking, Breaking oh, Bad, really Revolution. Uh, he's in Once Upon a Time. He's done a lot of work. Um, and it, he, he was His real
0: break was Breaking Bad, though.
2: I mean, that was one of the big ones, yeah. He was also in Do the Right Thing all those years Yeah, way ago. back then. Uh, uh, unrecognizable, really, because oh, he's so much younger and he's yeah. dressed up so weird. But uh, he was talking, I think, in an interview and it kind of came out that he'd been offered a role with a Marvel TV show. And he didn't say what TV show. I would... I would I would hope Netflix if you're going to offer it to right, him right right but Edward James almost was on Shield so it could have really been anything yeah uh, but he said that as interested as he was he turned it down because the way he saw it was being on the TV side of things meant you weren't going to end up getting to show up in the movies which is a fair thing to say I would say if you want to be in the Marvel movies. Going to the TV shows first can be a bit detrimental, since I just, it's, no one's made that jump yet.
1: That just surprises me, because with his caliber, and I, I mean, he's such a phenomenal actor on TV, I would think that, especially the Netflix format,
2: would work perfect for him. I don't it, disagree. Yeah, like I could see surprised. him... I don't know what role they might have offered. Maybe yeah. he was offered... Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of what's, like, happening right now. Sure. Maybe Mahershala Ali's role in Luke Cage. Right, right, right. Possibly... I'm trying to think. Yeah, there, maybe the, there's, there, was the, there was a mysterious character at the end of Jessica Jones season one. Yeah, that yeah, showed yeah. Up. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of roles he could have filled. and Maybe it was for something further down the road. Maybe it was sure. Iron Fist or something. But, sure, sure. Uh, I, I think he would do great. Obviously, he would do great. Oh, he yeah. do amazing dramatic work. But I, I think the bigger interesting thing is there's been that kind of growing divide on what each side or if there really are a universe there's nothing that's like outright negating it and it's sort of that's been the the argument at the top where it's like it's hard to work out which is true given the way production schedules work yeah um there's obviously been the big restructuring of marvel tv being separate from marvel studios proper um and so uh, to me i think they've done a good job there's been a lot of planning
0: on on on
2: being in sync to an extent no well it's it's tricky you know, they and don't talk trickier. about everything that the TV shows it it it, it, it flows there's down
1: references and there's the, but like in the yeah but it, know, it's like, always in the TV side.
2: There's like no it's movie unlike, It's
1: unlikely the Daredevil is ever going to show up in one of the movies. You know.
0: Well, no, that's the question that I'm asking. Is yeah, it yeah, still yeah, going to be in sync? That you will if one actor plays the role in,
2: in TV that 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 actor would be the one or that character. Won't well, show that's up. the trick. Yeah, they probably won't show up. They're not going to do a Daredevil movie. Or at least right. so far, that's been the goal, is parody on some level. There have been actors, like very small-time actors, that have appeared across. And obviously the big one was, um, and I'm forgetting her name, but there was the actress that, Alfred Woodard was in both yes, Civil War, right. and now she's playing a different character on Luke Cage. Right. And part of that was Robert Downey Jr. suggesting her... And it's a very small part in Civil no, War that yeah, she plays, so it's not watching, a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's part of this evidence that a lot of people are like, no, they're not connected, they're not connected, even though the shows have done a lot of heavy lifting to reference. And I I think that's their job. The shows have to be the one to reference. Because, well, right, because the movies just have so much more viewership. Yeah, but then there's like the disconnect of like Civil War not mentioning... Anything to do with like Inhumans or whatnot, and even the directors of the film were like, "What?" or people working on the film were like, "What yeah, are yeah. Inhumans?" So yeah. there is a disconnect. I don't. Think, I think it's fine to just consider they all work in the same universe. The shows definitely work around that with references to the Battle of New York and right, right, the events right. of the movies. Um, it's never bothered me, and I think it's like comics—you don't need. Captain America to show up in every issue of Daredevil. You don't even yeah, mean yeah, to yeah. show up in most issues no, of Daredevil. No, no. They're telling their own stories, yeah. but just happen to take place in the same universe. Right. So, But it's, I can see I why Giancarlo Esposito would be like, I don't want to be in the TV side because those actors don't move up, which is true. No one's moved up. They've only moved down to like make guest appearances or start yeah. their own shows. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so, oh, it's, well, yeah, it's TV. Yeah. Go ahead. But anyway, the last bit of news... And this was a big one for a movie where it's just like, uh, this movie's never gonna happen. Oh gosh, no. Uh,
1: and I'd be okay with that. I don't think it needs to happen. Uh,
2: Gambit lost its director, David Lyman. Uh, but this is like an ultimate side.
1: Of, have you heard this,
2: Rich? No. David Lyman was scheduled to direct Gambit. He's been in the pre-production with process With freaking forever. what's his guess, name? With Channing yeah, Tatum. But guess what he's leaving for? He is leaving to direct Justice League Dark over at uh, Warner Brothers.
1: <laughs> That's like an ultimate. Like, uh, the, I, like I think that tells... Cause Doug Liman is a very successful director, one Swingers. who I admire a lot. Swingers, uh, um, Edge he's, of Tomorrow. I, he's
2: hit or miss. Yeah, I like Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 What's I, I don't. What's not look, good? I, Chef. I gotta look. The, Chef, Chef, Chef John Favreau. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen so, it. Um, I, I remember I looked him up when this I came mean, out because I was like, "Who?"
1: And he did Born Identity. You know, I mean, like, I mean, I think he has a pretty good. Um, resume,
0: well, but I know him um, from Swingers, and Swingers is so genius. I mean, I granted, that has a lot, much, the most to do with Vince Vaughn and Favreau's writing there, and and I think it was it was, Favreau wrote it, but yeah, Favreau. yeah, yeah. But then, but their but their, their performance, there. Yeah, yeah. that whole vibe that they, oh, like, it's different, from their been. lives. I mean, it even if Favreau penned the whole thing, it's him and Vince Vaughn. Griffin. It's such a quintessential '90s movie, but um, it's just quintessential, just about dating, right, right. It's um, genius, but he's pretty i pretty solid. He
1: no, didn't no, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna make everything. Good, not everything. Like,
2: that's a pretty ba- That's a yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. One. Anyway, but, but no, yeah, I don't think you, did did you guys see but that. Who, who wrote it? Yeah. Uh, that's fair. I don't know who wrote it. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it Goyer? Yeah. Exactly. Goyer is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but anyway, so no, I mean, like it doesn't surprise me, and I mean, I because Justly Dark was it? What?
2: what? Yeah, that Guillermo del Toro directed. Okay. And no, it's, he ditches well, his wagon to the most Blade. successful. Well, speaking he, what was of, that, what
0: did somebody say Blade. What was that? He
2: directed Blade. Blade Trinity. Sharp. Yeah. Um, okay, well,
1: let's not bash on Blade. That's not why we're here. I'm um, that.
2: Is Was that not the job description? No. Anyway. Okay, I, so but, but no, you
1: mentioned Del Toro though. He was originally attached to direct Justice League Dark. So um,
0: this project has been in Man development longer. And um, what? I was just talking about Man of Steel also, and Da Vinci's Demons. Oh, that. And um, Man of Steel wasn't good though. Jordan likes it. I
2: I I don't. I I think it's all right, and I don't credit Goyer with much of anything. Maybe him a little more on that, but I just I don't like Goyer. Yeah, he's made one movie I liked. Ironically, he's your Gerard Way. No, Kickboxer two. He's your Gerard Way. I wouldn't know that.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, but anyway, okay. So you know, Justice like Dark has been in development longer, and I, I mean, that had more of a chance of happening, and. Um, I mean a gambit movie, Channing Tatum. I just
0: is that I, still happening? Probably not. At right? this point,
1: I can't. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's, I mean, this is now. I mean, this is at least the second director they've. Lost, I do so. not
0: need to see it's, Channing Tatum with no, a Cajun I, gosh, accent. No, gosh, no. I just don't need that. I
1: don't. Honest, I don't care how big a fan of the, the character he is. Like, I mean, it, I like it Gambit. Me off I don't. I love like like Gambit, and it pisses me off that those two minutes he's in. X Men Origins Wolverine. He's so good. Taylor Kitsch plays him, and a, I like, know. and I would have loved to see that continue, and then it never did. And
2: it's know, it's 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 exactly what it always was, which is in an interview, someone asked Channing Tatum what superhero he would theoretically want to play. He said Gambit off the cuff because he maybe right. saw the show or right. liked a comic once, and right. all of a sudden he's turned into this. And the studio was like, "Let's get Channing Tatum in a vehicle because Channing Tatum's a big star." It's like if yeah. all of the if like a week after Anna Kendrick mentioned Squirrel Girl, Marvel's like Squirrel Girl movie next year. That's exactly the same sort of right, thing. Right, boy, right. she'd be perfect. You know who? No, Barbara from Barbara Stranger from Things. Stranger Things. Too. The, the weirdest star of the internet ever. Everybody in she's the world. Awesome. Everybody in the world wants to. Play she's not a bad character. It's she's just awesome. So interesting. You finished it yet? Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah, a while ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But no, as far as Justice League Dark goes, this is they keep announcing movies. I
1: know, they've announced, they'll see, Harley Quinn, Justice League Dark. Wait, 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 what? I mean, DC keeps announcing, I mean...
0: They announced they were, Harley Quinn? They announced the development. Yeah. They haven't given it a date.
1: But it's so
2: Harley a Quinn, though? It's, it's not, a, a female-led okay. superhero film that, with Harley Quinn in yeah. the, the lead. Right, yeah, right. But there
1: was that, there's Justice League Dark, they're talking Man of Steel 2.
0: Um,
2: all there's some things. movie
0: news. What do you guys think of that shit? Man of Steel two is supposedly in production because everyone loves
1: this version of Superman so much. <laughs> I mean, I—I uh, I, I mean, are they
0: doubling down on the shit everyone is—that's uh, bouncing off critics and most audiences and a lot of audiences? Yeah. Like,
2: why double down? I don't on that? know. I don't know. Especially after that open Unless letter. No, them... I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, there's but, I I don't know maybe they're just like they they short stopped on their last universe so that gave them it knocked them yeah, back for I a few years so maybe they're just like I don't know let's go at it with a new one and just really commit yeah right I mean, even after six films that yeah all right yeah, yeah. I don't know anyway um,
1: so yeah I mean they'll be
2: like BVS
0: two
1: that all said I, I like, mean good director I mean I I like, I like I, the I, Justice really League Dark, dark concept yeah. right and I, I mean, do too as long
0: as Milligan's not writing it it's awesome. See, I liked Milligan's.
1: I know that that's un- I know that's unpopular. But Is I
0: it? Don't. I, I don't know. I just know that I like. It's got. Like, it's, I like. I could barely that read run a thing. got
1: that run got pretty bad reviews, and maybe it was just the art that didn't treat me more. But I, I mean, I like Milligan, so I don't know. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed. That I run,
0: wish I liked but, Milligan because I love his concepts. I just I try yeah. to read it, and I find his writing impenetrable, and um... it's dense. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, but not in like the in my opinion, and not in the good in kind of, good dance. Kind of yeah, like yeah, when okay. Lemire takes it over, it's like. Oh, my God, I felt like I was holding my breath the whole time, and it got, like, released. Like, okay. so, like, much more better flow. And okay, yeah, yeah. That's I don't fair. know. I just
2: think he's a more facile writer. That's but, fair. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, that is it for movie news. Uh, it's always a trick, just because sure. a lot of it is going to be similar, and we're going to discuss a lot of the same topics across comics sure. uh, and TV sometimes, sure. because there is crossover between TV and film. But, well, I mean, at the end of the day,
0: in, in a lot of respects, this is the Joy of Geek podcast, this is just an episode focused on film. You know what I mean, but like we are the joy of geek, you yeah, know, and so it's going to be. No, it's not untrue. But know, we so. try to
2: focus the news. It's just comic books are everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and theoretically, there's someone who's just like, oh yeah, the joy of film. That's my ish, not any yeah. other ones. Uh, well, I don't think that, that's in that, likely. In
0: that theoretical world, um, you're in luck because this is your episode. Exactly. Uh, and I am ready to talk. So and we've got Kevin, secret weapon, film weapon.
2: So, now we're going to take a look at just one or two movies we've mm-hmm. seen or enjoyed. Well, we didn't have to enjoy them, we just have to be able to talk about them mm-hmm. for a few minutes. Uh, and so, I guess, Kevin, if you yep. want to start out with your first or possibly only movie sure. that you've seen recently that you think is worth talking about.
1: Yeah, the only thing I really want to talk about, I reviewed it yesterday, is Don't Breathe. Um, let's okay. See. Latest horror film from Fede... Is it Fede of Alvarez? I
2: feed is what I say. but feed, I don't Alvarez. know. Okay, I'm. Fede I apologize feed, if I'm
1: butchering his name, um, Mr. Alvarez. Then, Mr. <laughs> Alvarez. Um, this is. He is the director of the 2013 Evil Dead remake, which I personally wasn't a fan of, but um, a lot of people are though. Yeah, yeah and, and that's fine. I mean, that's right. I mean, and even then, I even while I wasn't a fan of that one, I recognized his talent and his um, ability to execute. Um, horror there, and I think this is an even, I mean, a much more nuanced and well-executed version. Um, this is very much a hardcore thriller. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's about a group of helpless young, or of young people who um, they're they rob houses just to make ends meet. And oh, that makes to, it okay, right? All right they're go, yeah. To, All right. I mean, no, I'm glad, that's, I'm glad they're doing it to make ends to meet. make ends meet. You know, but um, <laughs> this is they're going to do their last job. And oh, of they, course. The um, big one, right? And they're. Two are days going, from retirement. Right. right. So they. Um, because they want to start new lives, and the, the leader of the group wants to go um, with her younger sister, start a new life in California. Um, and so they try to rob um, the house of a wealthy blind man who's a war veteran, a Gulf War veteran. Um, well, maybe not the best think, call. Not the best call. And, 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 you know, of course, they think it's he's so, you know, this would be an easy job and they can get in and out, rob the cash, and be done. And, of course, he turns out to be a psychopathic serial killer. And the movie plays out um, as we're, uh, mostly inside his house. And um, it's just a really fantastic thriller. Um, twist and turns. Uh, twist and turns. that It really subverts expectations. Even with a simple plot, there's a really nice twist in the third act. And um, Stephen Lang's performance is phenomenal. As the um, vet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, I mean... You know he's tipi- he's a character actor typically in these type of military roles as he is an avatar. Um, but here, I think it, uh, it. What I really like is he's able to do so much with barely any dialogue. It's I mean a very physically driven performance and um, just his facial expressions are so cold and endearing. Um, and there's just some really great tension built up throughout the film, and so um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was um, a nice um countermeasure to the more gore spectacles of today's horror and much more psychological more psychological more suspenseful um very hitchcockian in a way mm. um and i mean it was interesting cuz i compared it to to earlier this year hush which is a netflix original and that's about a deaf woman who's um up against a serial a serial killer and here they gave the villain the disability which i thought was an interesting twist and
0: He's Based not too and disabled
1: and to fuck some people up, no, though. No, Not at all. Uh, that's so, interesting. It that sounds yeah, really, really good. I highly recommend it. So don't breathe. Um, in theaters
2: now. It's one I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I will say I was good. bummed. And I don't blame you, obviously, because sure. it's in the trailers that they kind of give away that he's a serial killer in the promotion. Well, serial. I mean,
1: it's. I mean, that's kind of the. I, don't know, like, I, I mean, don't know.
2: I mean, the bigger there's a bigger twist. Now. I'm okay, sure. I'm cool, sure. Terrible, yeah, but cool. yeah. Oh, uh-huh, we're not gonna. Uh, well, I hope yeah, he wouldn't. Just making, it. Yeah. Just making shit.
1: Sure. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I not do not know.
2: Uh, I don't know. I like. I like. I think mean, you would ever really remake. Enjoy it. Yeah, you would uh, enjoy I'm it. sure I would enjoy this. I like that Jamie... And Lee Sam Raimi was a producer. I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, all the right elements. Oh, uh, I'm sure they're 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 close. Yeah, yeah. After he remade his his. Yeah, exactly. Founding film. Right. Um. So yeah. So yeah. Cool. Cool. cool.
0: Rich. So I saw a movie that I was not expecting to see, or and never would have gone to, because you know I'm not a big animation. Uh, Seeker Outer. There are animated films that are like absolute absolute masterpieces, and it's one of those things. For it's like if I get caught seeing one, I'll like start watching it and enjoy it. Sometimes like Lego like Movie. Like, I wasn't planning on seeing that, but then I saw it and I was like, oh my god, it's a masterpiece! Right? Uh-huh. I saw. Well, okay, let me, let me preface it, and this is make, this is kind of interesting. So last week at there's a drive first of all there's a drive in in Henderson, North Carolina, which is an hour away from. Where I live. It's where I work Why were you we
2: out in Henderson?
0: <laughs> because there's a drive in and there's not one anywhere else. It's called the Raleigh Road Outdoor Theater and it's in Henderson, about an hour away from where I live. Um, and they play double features every Friday night. They probably do them other nights too, but especially on Friday nights, they have double features. Well, um, last week it was um, Suicide Squad at 8 and uh, Kubo and the Two Strings at 10. And it put pl- that, that was there's a pair, right? It was that, it was that, it was that <laughs> okay, up, up yeah. until Thursday. That was going to be the, the, the double feature. I was like, awesome, let's go early and see Suicide Squad because I really want to see Suicide Squad again because I just do because I like that movie, I think it's fun to watch. And I want to see it again in the theaters and support my boy Joel Kinnaman, even though no one else is giving him any love. Okay, um, I even <laughs> started watching The Killing again just because I want to support my man. Um, anyway, so I'm like really pumped about this. Me and my friend from work, we're gonna go see it. And then Friday rolls around, or actually I looked in like, another way to see what starts on Friday, and I was like, oh, fuck! On Friday, Suicide Squad leaves, ah. and Pete's Dragon comes in. And I was just like, motherfucker, I, like, I don't want to see fucking Pete's Dragon. Jeez. I'll, I'll give you an example of how much I don't want to see it. Um, well, I, I don't want to... Do you guys know the story of Pete's Dragon? Uh, the
2: original, or I mean, someone? in general, he yeah, it. he your, has reviewed it, yeah, dra- and,
0: and everyone, okay. So anyway, so we there's were- a kid
2: who who sees a dragon, and in one it's more imaginary. The other they they can both turn invisible. It's a very loosely similar, yeah. but yeah. right, right. So anyway. We get to the drive-in
0: and it's between it's it's during the end of Pete's Dragon because I was like I ain't seeing Pete's fucking Dragon I'm just not going to see that shit so we stand there and like she was like oh I kind of wish we'd seen Pete's Dragon I wanted to see it kind of but we didn't get there in time so we turn on our radio and it's like a little crackly but you can still hear it we're outside of the drive-in and you hear like the really like sort of sad music that plays like sad but uplifting music that plays at the end of this kind of movie and and I looked at her and she looked at me and, and we were just like dude. That dra- he's saying goodbye to that dragon right now, like he is totally saying goodbye to that fucking dragon. Like this is that teary scene where he says goodbye to the motherfucking dragon, and I was like, that is exactly why I'm glad I'm not in that movie. I don't want my my uh,
2: heartstrings pulled on by some imaginary bullshit. Um, that's The exact like, way I started my review is the hate for simple stories, man. No, yeah, and I, I and I mean I'm with Jordan on this one.
1: Like uh, I like I'm a soccer for. I mean I like some of them, but this, like like was, that, this but, one
0: was this but, one was killing me. Okay. So anyway, the music's playing. And then all of a sudden, that's all. All we could hear was the sad music. We were like, "I know he's saying goodbye to that fucking dragon right now." Where the dragon's leaving. Next thing you know, the narration comes up and goes, "No one ever saw that dragon again." (laughs) And it uh, was—you gotta understand—I don't see the screen. We all we hear is sad music, and we're just like, I bet you that dragon is like leaving in a teary scene, and then this guy comes on. It was really funny at the time. Okay. Maybe he had to be there, but anyway. Okay. So, Kubo, um, yeah. so
2: then wait for wait for after Kubo for my de- moving beats dragon up the list. I gotta I gotta throw the defense out now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So anyway, we go um, we go up um, into uh, the theater, and, and it's really cool. Drive-ins are really cool. I don't know if you've yeah. ever been to one. Yeah. They're mad fun. And, yeah, like, yeah. you're in the car, and you can eat what you want, and you can just, like, kick it. And it was just really fun. We had some popcorn. It was a good time. But this movie that I would never have normally gone to see, oh, my God, it's a masterpiece. I want to see This it, movie but... is a fucking masterpiece. It is... You know how, like, you go see animated movies, and they're evolving a lot lately, and, you know, movies like Iron Giant and stuff were always, like, really complex emotionally and beautiful uh. and wonderful. This movie was so complex emotionally and, and better than you would expect. It was the perfect mix of, like, you know, emotional beauty and visuals. And they come together in this amazing way that the action scenes are even less interesting than, like, the scene where you're by a fire and someone's like, I will tell you my story. And then it gets acted out in, like, this beautiful, like... You know, like the smoke rises, and it it like a story is told in the smoke and the fire. You know what I mean? Those kind of things in movies. I mean, it was just gorgeous, and the yeah. idea of the strings, and they they make these little animated animals that come. I mean, these little like like uh, origami origami uh, animals that fly around, and and it's just and the characters are so good and McConaughey is so fucking good in it so is Charlize Theron their relationship is amazing I mean the movie is just it's just a straight up like example of how great an animated movie can be which was great for me to see because like that's something that you know I always kind of like uh, in my my conscious mind fights against like seeing good like animated movies I'm just like I don't want to fucking see it it's fucking animated but when I do like I just this is an example of how amazing they can be I mean even how they can transcend non-animated oh gosh yes um, anyway, so that movie is like if you haven't seen it you just no, gotta go I mean I just it. was I was just my mind was blown multiple multiple times it's the most emo fucking thing I ever saw too at times like it is so emo and about relationships and love and how love can triumph and I mean I was just like it was amazing
2: alright anyway oh. I don't know that it goes so far as to call it emo but I really enjoyed Kubo as well yeah uh, I see it. Yeah. it it Laika's a great stu- Laika? Laika? I don't know how to say their name Laika? I don't know whoever makes it uh, this is their fourth film yeah um, oh I know what's emo. Other...
0: You are my quest. I don't know. That I is emo was... as fuck. Goes there to I kill somebody and, and just the four words, you are my quest, she goes, his humanity and his beauty and his pure of heart and love uh, you know, uh, w- was enough to, to completely cool my, to warm my heart, and all of a sudden my entire intentions for being there changed. And she's like, and from that moment, and then blah, blah, I mean, it was just, it's so emo. All
2: right. I think it's just fantasy. I think it's just fucking emo
0: shit. It's just awesome. coming
2: from that background, You're your big emo okay. head back in the day. Uh, or possibly still, I don't know what you listen to now, but... Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. I've enjoyed all of their films I've seen. Uh, yeah. What else have they done? Coraline and Paranorman yeah, are both yeah. fantastic. I love Paranorman. I,
1: uh,
2: I haven't seen Box Trolls. I heard it's their weakest Box film.
1: I liked it. I don't know. Um, I mean, visually, it's, I mean, yeah, I don't. Well, visually, I mean, they're just. Well, yeah, they're they're masters, masters um, but it's not the best story out of But it's still solid.
2: Yeah, it's on Netflix. I've been meaning to watch that. But Coraline yeah. I've, Coraline's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, well, that's a neo game, Yeah, it's based to, on yeah. a neo game yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, but this one was really good. Um, it's, I think, been a pretty good years for kids' films in general. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Zootopia, yeah. Pete's Dragon, uh, and Kubo was just entertaining from getting to end. They Great animation. They never saw that
0: dragon again.
2: Fantastic um, casting. I will say, it was funny because I didn't know who the voice cast was in this movie. Who was in it? Huh. Uh, McConaughey. Theron. Charlize Theron, yeah. George Takei. Um, Ralph Fiennes. Okay. Oh, Rooney right. Mara
0: as the sisters. Yeah,
2: Rooney Mara as two of the the, the villain sisters. Okay, um cool. it was funny though because I didn't know the voice cast, and like the whole time I was I was oscillating. I was like, I've done that before. Too. Yeah, I yeah. was like, is that McConaughey yeah, yeah, yeah. or is that Clooney? Yeah, that was yeah, like yeah. my back and forth. No, yeah. I thought
0: the same thing at first. And then I was like, "It's definitely McConaughey because you, once he starts, you get some of the draw, like the southern draw to it." Yeah. And then it was like, "That's definitely McConaughey." There
2: was a little of that, but there were also moments where he sounded like he was right out of Mister Fantastic Fox. He even did like the oh, tongue clip from that Fox, yeah. at one point. Yeah. So that's was back Tana and Hay forth. Is just such a charismatic um, actor, and yeah, it yeah. comes yeah. across. Yeah, uh, everything about it was beautiful. I love the story. It was it was very simple sure. in a lot of ways, but it didn't. Uh, Cheat out on the ending. Storytelling was good. There were solid reveals, and uh, some of it you could see coming. Obviously, it's a kids' movie, but I thought they did enough to to hide and and do creative things with it. Um, Great music uh, throughout. Obviously, Kubo has um, his—I forget the name of it. It, It's like a a guitar, ukulele. It's not ukulele. It was. It's some kind of. It's a Japanese instrument. We looked up the name, but shamisen, I think, is what it's called. But uh, just just the way it comes together, the way the music goes. Uh the song that plays over the credits, the credits themselves are beautifully animated. And mm-hmm. It was it's the one moment in the film with animation as opposed sure. to stop motion. Um we yeah, we really dug it. Uh I I, I love their films. I think they are one of the only non Disney owned animation houses that make such great films. Right, right. Uh nothing against DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or yeah. like Blue Sky. But sure. their, their movies are tend to be a little simpler. No, but these I mean they I mean they
1: it's a wildly different kind of animation and um, they've told some great stories
0: I, okay. yeah. I just love the fact that it's uh, you know I know there's been other movies like this and you can see movies like this but I hadn't and that is like the whole is it Japanese or Chinese or what Japanese culture Japanese the mm-hmm. Japanese culture the cu- Japanese culture and folklore that I'm not as familiar with was really refreshing yeah because yeah. I've seen all the American or whatever folklore is so sure. much. all right all right so what cool else did good. you see Jordan
2: uh, well, yeah, I saw Pete's Dragon. Okay. Um, we went to it at one, well, it was like the Tuesday showing for this, like the, the cheap mm-hmm. Tuesday showing right. of it. Very apropos. Um, um, and it was a movie I'd really, I, I don't know, it fascinated me. I, I do not, you, I've never even seen the original Pete's Dragon because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. looked so not like a movie I wanted to right, see, even right. as a kid. I don't, I didn't really like the 70s, like, animation, live action integration films. Okay, yeah, They're okay, labyrinth What, what, what? Labyrinth, Labyrinth, yeah, that movie isn't that animation. Like no, that's action? puppets uh, yeah. or Muppets. Yeah, they are Jim Henson creations. Um, no, this would be things like, I think bed knobs and wow, well, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. doorknob, well, not doorknob, not know, know. Like bed I knobs right. and broomsticks. Yeah, bed yeah, yeah, yeah. and broomsticks. There's the, There's a. There's a Don Knotts film. Uh, there's Binds. even
1: I grew up on the. Um, there's these old like they were directed video. Narnia movies that, yeah. uh, that were like, hey, you know. But I I wish I really enjoyed them. I mean, they're phenomenally yeah. cheesy. But now,
2: I mean... and as any self-respecting 90s kid does, I love Space Jam, of course. Of course, yes. The instant Michael Jordan classic. To. But, uh, Peach Dragon, just, yeah, I, I never saw it. I never really cared to. It seemed a little goofy. Um, this is a very 180 in tone, I, I would think. And just from looking it up, mm-hmm. uh, it's a much more serious, modern fairy tale. And it's, it's in the vein of the other remakes they've been doing to try and create... Live-action fairy tale film. sure, sure. Um, but for my money, I think this is far and away the most successful one. Like, obviously, a lot yeah. of their early efforts have been weaker, like Alice in Wonderland. Um, Leficent was kind of a cobbled together film. Where would you Who, who's rank doing it
0: these? Disney, yeah. Oh,
2: they've been where doing you, a lot of these. Where would you
1: rank it with? Because I really love *Jungle Book*.
2: Well, yeah. *Jungle Book* was good as well. Um, I think this year's been where they've kind of perfected the formula right, right yeah. uh, <laughs> I was surprised
1: by I mean I love favorite, but like I was just surprised by how much I enjoyed the book really yeah, that was I mean,
2: good Yeah, oh, yeah no, Jungle I mean, Book's like, fantastic because the
1: original anime one like I mean, I, I mean obviously I've seen but it, I mean you don't really come away remembering much other than the song you know like, mm-hmm. this one was actually really well written wow. great uh, visuals and, I gotta see it yeah I, yeah
2: I think they're both great they're very different obviously Jungle Book was a way bigger budget than sure, Prince sure. Dragon yeah sure um, was it yeah, I wonder why that is. A lot more animals, and it's a bigger property. Peach Dragon is not a famous... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. top-tier Disney. I don't even think it's mid-tier Disney. I think it's... Disney was doing stuff in the 70s. Right, right. Uh, 70s and 80s. But, I don't know. This movie really worked well. It is... Um, I reviewed it for the site, but like I said, it is a very simple story. It is, it is story beats you know. You're not going to be like out-and-out out surprised by what the, the beats of the story are, but it's all about execution.
1: Right, right. And
2: this movie really nails every beat. It makes yeah. you care about Pete, who's the kid that's, in this version, uh, his parents' car crashed in the wilderness, and he lived in the wild. It yeah, yeah. was found by Elliot, who's this big green dragon that yeah. there are myths about in the woods, um, who can turn invisible, and they they just they go all out making the dragon just adorable in this movie. He's not the goofy animated. Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. a big cat dog combination the way he reacts how much he cares about Pete almost like How to Train Your Dragon uh, almost like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. It, to that exact level yeah, yeah, yeah. How to Train cool. Your Dragon did a great job of humanizing the dragon okay um, Elliot is is fantastic as a creation he looks great uh, his abilities are believable and just the way the plot develops is again familiar but mm. really heartwarming and you really sure. care about the kid and the dragon and sure. even the town's folks and they're all kind of just playing their parts sure. I mean there's roles uh, Robert Redford, Wes Bentley, who just picks the most random movie. he's had such a random career. <laughs> but uh Carl Urban, um okay. Bryce Dallas Howard, that it's it's okay. a solid little cast okay. doing their jobs uh, to tell the story. But it, it just works on every beat. Like this is a cool. great fairy tale. And I think that's what Disney I mean. Makes I so, well.
1: I so. I, yeah, sure.
2: Um you know, it's not gonna win awards. It's no. not I mean not it, good enough. No, I mean, it's not as... the sort of movie that, that Wait, no, it's word not, word. I mean, I don't even know what category it would be, and it obviously wouldn't be an animated film, but it's no, not. But, but, I mean, it's not,
0: like, the kind of trend, it's not, like, inside-out level, where you know, like, this is award-worthy kind of
2: thing? Well, no, it's just, it's it's nothing, like, groundbreaking in and of itself, it's just very well-told and really enjoyable. I gave it a very solid score, I forget exactly, I think it was, like, an 8.85. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I ended up really loving it. Nice. It's a surprisingly solid movie, especially for kids, um... But for anyone, it's, it's good storytelling. And, and people, I think, with spectacle and wanting big twists and big political messages or, yeah, it's or, nice. or Simple. unexpected... Simple stories are nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the sort of movie you can watch and enjoy, even though you might know the plot beats. It's just enthralling throughout. So sure. I really enjoyed Pete's Dragon. Cool. Awesome. Cool. That's, 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 a, that's a trick. Uh, to be
0: able to pull off an enthralling movie that doesn't have twists and surprises. That's very tricky to do. It is, no. And to have characters that are compelling enough and that make you care enough, quickly enough, to really make you not bored in a movie that doesn't surprise you. That's really hard to do, and a real feat. Yeah. Cool. All right. So Um,
2: are we on to the main event? uh, Yeah, I guess so, if no one else has a movie worth mentioning. I do.
0: I I have a a slight honorable mention. I forget the name of it, though. Um, It's the movie that's on Netflix with um, Ellen Page... Uh, and uh, it's really good. Delilah, Tallulah, Tallulah. I think, I think it's called Tallulah. Yeah, um, but I've seen like the first three quarters of the first three quarters of this movie, and it's super, super good. Um, so anyway, it's it's a it's a really good movie. Um,
2: All right. Well, uh, I guess in that case, we'll move on to our main topic. And we had te- technical difficulties there for a second, but I was just about to
0: dive into Tallulah for a second. Are cool. uh, You guys familiar with this movie? This Netflix original.
1: I'm trying, I don't Does think she, so. Like no. steal
2: a baby. I don't
0: know. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a really good story. Uh, it's one of those. It's kind of what what you're talking about with Peace Dragon, so not at all the same subject. But it is a story that it isn't like incredibly surprising, but it's you kind of it's amazingly like good characters okay. and, and it compels you through it. It's a very modern story about a girl who's kind of like a vagabond. Um, She's, you know, homeless, but by choice, if you ask her. And she kind of lives, like, the whole uh, evasion style where, if you're familiar with evasion, but it's this thing where people, like, go out and behind Panera Bread and, like, get the dumped off bread because they have to throw it out every night. You Mm -hmm. know, that kind of thing. And they eat eat that and, and just, you know, utilize, like, take advantage of free hotel rooms and free this and free that. And they just try to live off the grid but on it, kind of she's kind of like that, she's got a boyfriend he just, he loves her but he gets fed up with this lifestyle, he's like I want to go home and he's like going to head home and he takes all her, and then he, he, she's like no, you know, if you love me you'll stay here and do live as I live, this is how I live anyway, she wakes up, he's gone with all her money so she goes back home to where he lives and meet, sees his mom and she, he's not there, so we have no idea where he is I'm only three quarters of the way through the movie so I don't know what happened to him yet but I do know that uh, the movie's incredibly entertaining. Uh, she ends up, like, going off and babysitting, like, this girl for this crazy woman in a hotel who's, like, a really bad mom. And then she, like, realizes she can't leave this baby with the mom and makes a really bad decision and kidnaps it. And then takes it over to her boyfriend's mom's house and pretends it's her and her boyfriend's baby. Um, and, then they, and then the movie is sort of, like, about this, the relationships that develop. And it's yeah. it's really really well done. I mean, Ellen Page is just that's her name, right? Ellen Page. Yeah, yeah. I haven't said it for so long that I, I it feels odd. Kind of like if you turn if you like lay on the ground upside down and look at your dishwasher, it's like what's that? <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she's just really good in it, and she just proves once again, you know, how compelling of an actress she is. Um, and then the mom, I don't remember who plays her, but she's just so good. Okay. Uh, She reminds me a lot of My Mother, too, which makes it even more, uh, interesting for her. Isn't it
2: Allison Janney?
0: Yes, it is. It is her. What is she from? Uh, West Wing. She's on Mom now. Mm. She's done stuff. She's She's excellent. She's really excellent at playing that role. But anyway, (laughs) um, that's a really good movie. I mean, I can't say if it, if it sticks to Landing yet, but I'm, like, almost done. It's really good, though. Anyway, Tallulah.
1: Okay.
0: FTW. All right. Uh, as you were saying before we were uh, interrupted with our break
2: um, about uh, what's next. Yeah, let's go diving into that topic. We're going to look at our favorite science fiction movies, which, uh, as we talked at the top, was difficult for all of us in different ways. Uh, <laughs> yes. But it should true. be fun to to look oh, at some of these. Sense, yeah. I've got a weird list, I really think, and I'm still kind of fiddling with it, but I, I think I got it settled. I don't know uh in that case i think i'll start you go middle (laughs) yeah sure and we'll let kevin uh, yeah kevin's gonna probably have the most the best number one right so we'll let that be the coup de gras
0: or the no maybe that's anyway all right um so my list uh i'm going to start with um boy it's tough there's so many good ones it is really tough so i am going to pick i'm trying to think how we should do this should we do like one Honorable Mention with each, or should we do the Honorable Mention? I mentions? was going to say yeah. the
2: Honorable That works. Oh, oh, that works too. Yeah. We have, well,
0: if, since we have three and three. We'll yeah. yeah. Okay, Why yeah. don't we do right, that? Right, okay. Right, it's right. a little so, different. But. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Okay, so I am going to pick... You know, this one's easy for the Honorable Mentions and the main pick because it's going to be really impossible for me to uh, separate these from one another. Okay. Um, my my number three pick um, is Interstellar. Okay. Um. But Inception and The Prestige are, like, honorable mentions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it, I think all three of these movies are brilliant in very similar ways. Mm-hmm. They all have very unique aspects as well. It's hard for me to just, like, disregard Inception as being maybe one of the best because of the whole dreams idea. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, concept yeah, yeah. and the way it's visually executed is just so brilliant. It's um, a, go ahead. No, the, it's interesting
1: you put it in that order. I love both. Uh, well, I love all three that you said. That, um, but... As far as... Inception moves me more on an emotional and aesthetic level. Because I, I rewatched Interstellar the other day. Uh-huh. And I still really enjoy it. But there are, like... As far as which is the more cohesive of the two. And which is more intriguing, I would have to lean lean toward Inception. Which is
0: interesting, because I actually feel the exact opposite way. I I, I feel like, for the same reasons, which is funny. Um, Now, I'm not going to say that Interstellar is perfect and doesn't include plot holes if you get really scientific about Uh, it. I'm not going to say that. Sure, sure. But for the number of amazing and interesting questions it asks, it it asks more questions than Inception asks. And and for me, it has a story that... um, I I liked more I, I think that the, the father-daughter I mean it's more of a father-daughter do you rather the father-daughter or the or the romantic Inception angle you know mm-hmm. as far as the main relationship in that one it's DiCaprio and, and his girlfriend or wife, wife. Or wife. Yeah, yeah. and then in Interstellar it's McConaughey and his daughter mm-hmm. yeah. uh, who then you know grows up but really
1: he's trying to get back to his kids though in Inception they're both they're both very Odyssey type narratives mm, that deal yeah. with science fiction. I mean,
0: they're hard. To, they're hard to consider individually because yeah. they really do go together. Um, but Interstellar, to me, the, when you add the score in, and there are certain scenes in that movie oh, yeah. that, that, that that show uh, like a, a near future so well that it's hard for me to believe it could be done better. Like, uh, what's the creature called? Uh, Tars. Tars. Yeah, Tars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that creature when it's moving across oh, wow. the waves on that first. In that first planet, they, they the water planet that they go to when it's oh, mo- yeah. when it's moving across the water in that unique way, and 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 the music comes up in the sweeping score to me like I'm so moved at that point. And it's and- a great
1: tribute to Hal in 2001: Space Odyssey, which is obviously its main inspiration. Um, but yeah, no, there's a, I mean I love that scene. Um, there's I mean it's particularly the last few minutes are really probably the most mind blowing for me. Mm-hmm. The ones that the most uh, fascinating from an aesthetic level. Do you mean
0: the the big world? The, the big future? world
1: and then how it ends with Anna Hathaway's character um, isolated on another planet and he goes off to find her and um, there's just this and then the whole wormhole sequence all of those really interesting. Where
0: he's looking at the different pieces. I know. Yeah. I mean there's just so many big ideas. Sure. I mean I just think it's just such an amazing undertaking. He tried to take emotional uh, uh you know th- emo- themes that resonate emotionally uh, with like hard sci-fi or or, yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah. or just speculative science fiction sure And he tried to merge them together in as well as they could fit. And they don't quite fit. It's by far
1: his most ambitious movie. Definitely. Definitely.
0: And I think for those reasons, it's my favorite. Also, for me, you know, what you're talking about, the moving, emotionally moving. For me, like, I got more of the stomach rumble, butterflies feeling from it. However, Inception, as far as the ideas, like, if you'd showed me those two previews, I'd have been like, that's the one I like better. It's just like, in Inception,
1: I I can go and talk because this was my first honorable mention. Yeah. It's just, like, that last five minutes of Inception, I get chills every time. You mean the
0: coin? The
1: coin, and then, like, the whole Hans Zimmer sequence. And from the the moment um, he's at the airport checking out to the last shot is just perfection. I need to
0: see it again. It's been a while.
1: And it's just the world building in it, and also how it gets across the science fiction aspects and doesn't spend massive amounts of time explaining the whole I mean there's obviously a lot of exposition it has to do but it's still just like it doesn't dive into the origins of dream of
0: you know the dreamscape and although I kind of wish um, I did know it I know a lot of people don't I, I like that kind of stuff I, like, I do
1: like it but I don't think it serves a purpose it in took the me movie here's what I'm, the
0: problem I had it took me out of it watching them put on wristbands that don't connect in any way. See, into really a weird I, suitcase. I understand that a lot of people don't mind that, but to me, those trappings have to be right. And when I saw them putting on wristbands that connect to nothing to a suitcase that for, there's no possible explanation of why it does what it does, see, but it took things, me out of it a bit.
1: I get that, but at the same time, I there are times where I find myself more immersed into a world like that when they don't explain every little tidbit because mm-hmm. they recognize it as it is and. They've thought about it. Nolan has thought about it and constructed. I mean, he spent ten years writing.
2: What's What's the explanation then? I I don't think. Well, I'm with Kevin. I don't think it needs that. There needs to be an explanation. I think it's the idea of it's modern tech to them, and it just looks like what it looks like. Like if you, if if we didn't have the conception of. No, I know what you're saying. You know, like a tablet or not a tablet? Like
1: a fifty years ago, that people would look at that. What is that? You know, like see, I
0: completely know exactly what you're saying, and I think when it's done right. It's much better to not have to explain how it works. Uh-huh. But visually to me I think the props blew ass. Okay. That's basically what it comes right down okay. to. I just think those props are busted. I think they did a poor job of visually showing it. It doesn't show and tell to me. Okay. I, I mean that's I can fair. I can I can totally get what you guys are saying. It's better if it's just tech and it's a lived in world and it just and it just exists. You look at it and you're like, okay. I mean I'd have to see it again and just remember at the time it really chapped me.
1: Well, that's what I love about Nolan so much is that he creates these worlds seemingly out of nowhere, but he constructs them and harnesses them and make creates these amazing characters mm-hmm. and scenarios, and you know, you're it, it leads to a lot of different interpretation because of it. Um, That's so true. There, I mean, yeah, I mean, that people, is an aspect. Yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, I find something to love in each of his films, really. Um, but there are some that. You know, they love prestige, they don't like memento yeah. or vice versa. The, the
0: other yeah. problem that I have with uh, Inception, and again, I love the movie, but the other yeah, problem yeah. that I have, especially love the characters, man, they're so sure, badass sure. and sure. stuff, some of them. Um, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Cobb. Maybe. The, he, the badass dude. Tom
1: Hardy's character? Yes. Um,
0: well, uh, what's his name? I
1: don't know. Me. It's been a while yeah. since. Go ahead, I'll look it up. I love but, him. Yeah, yeah, uh, and amazing. Levitt
0: is amazing in it, and um, Ellen Page is in it, right? Yeah, speaking of her, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, Damn, uh, that's gonna annoy me know. I should know this, but I'm trying to blank on the name. Yeah, um, but but the um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the other thing that bums me out about that movie, and it's genius, but it's just I remember it unfortunately because there's that 30 minute scene where the bus is falling. You know what I mean like you, the bus is falling it. I love it in theory but my hands were bitten off like my nails were like bitten down to the quick with that Eaves. scene I oh yeah Eaves. yeah I've never been so tense in a sequence in a movie than that 30 minutes <laughs> It's doing its job Oh it is right, I mean right, right, cuz right. it's such a brilliant thriller No right absolutely absolutely yeah. but man did that make it's me exha- Oh gosh the first
1: time I saw it I was exhausted That's kind
0: of what I mean That's kind of what I mean it's it, not it's, it's not a, a bad thing to, Yeah yeah it has it, it makes an emotional impact on you and it does it by actually putting you through with yeah. them, um, but you know, for the you know, I just remember it not being the most enjoyable scene. But again, I get it. I get sure. why it's there. Uh, so I love Inception, but I don't love as much as Interstellar. Um, the Prestige. It's been so long since I've seen that that I don't I've remember. Seen the it d- so many times, like, I, I don't remember good. the details, but I remember that the ending is one of the best endings. It's yes. probably top ten endings of all time for me. Top ten. Uh, it's probably a best ending of all times for me. So, uh, and I just think that the concept of that—I remember like the feuding of the two—and I just remember it so fondly. Uh, so, I mean, so for and the me, way it's, it
1: handles its non-chronological storytelling, oh, and then and then it brings in the science elements of you know David Bowie playing Tesla, Donald Tesla, and well, which is genius that, stunt yeah.
0: casting or whatever yeah. you want to
1: call it. I mean, if you got if you anyone out there read my favorite movie moments article. I put in my top five as Tesla's entrance. I, <laughs> I just like, he's coming up with the, you know, that electrical, the device thing going off. And so he, it's like, he comes through this portal and
0: it's just this theatrical entrance there. That it's, so I, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. it's so awesome. It's so awesome. But anyway, um, I, I love, uh, I love those, that, that sort of trilogy of, of, of Nolan
2: yeah. films and, uh, sure. with interstellar being my number three pick. Cool. Uh, I'll just note because hearing you guys talk, I, I, other than the Dark Knight trilogy, I really haven't. I don't think I've rewatched a single Nolan film. Yeah. so it is a little harder for me to, to speak okay. to that just because I haven't seen Inception since it came out. The Prestige okay. since it came out. Interstellar. It's only this been a couple of be years. It's
1: a lot through the TV podcast. Like a lot of these, I was I was hearing. I'm like, yeah, oh no, I, I rewatch TV here. all the
2: time. But uh, I don't know. Nolan is a good director, and all his movies do make an impact. And I, I think mm. that they've come up is important given all the sci fi work he's done. But uh, I just never revisit them. Okay. But anyway, uh, I'm glad to hear the discussion. Uh, so for me, uh, I'm going to go with... What did I... I switched stuff around a bit, so I'm, try, I'm trying to read this. For my number three, uh, I went with... Wow, did I really switch those two? Okay, uh, I went with Galaxy Quest. Okay. Um, and uh, for me, for a lot of reasons... It's a comedy, right? Yeah, it's a sci-fi comedy. It's a, it's a parody of Star Trek, basically. Right, right. Uh, but a fantastically done one. Um, I love the movie, yeah. Alan Rickman's in it, Tim Allen. I love Alan Rickman. Sigourney Weaver. Uh, It's just fun from beginning to end. It's it's entirely enjoyable if you have no connection to Star Trek whatsoever, which I didn't when I first saw it. I I don't think I'd seen an episode I knew of Star Trek, but it's just a funny movie in and of itself as a sci-fi film, Uh, the concept being that the cast of a Star Trek-like TV series is... Not abducted, but asked by a group of aliens who think they're the real cast, they're the real crew of this ship. They played on TV to come and help them with a the problem, and they go to space, and they're freaking out because suddenly they have to do the things they did on TV for real. Um, it's really a fun movie. To, they 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 nail the parodies of the char- different characters and the different tropes of Star Trek. And it's a movie that you get more appreciation from the more you know. I mean, there's a reason so many Trek fans. Rank Galaxy Quest in like the best Star Trek movies lists they make. Really? It's always, yeah, it always appears there. It's higher yeah. than a lot of the bad Star Trek movies. Oh yeah, yeah. People love Galaxy Quest. Um, the yep. actors who to are in Star it, I've Trek. Never seen it. It's a great one. You should. I think it's on Netflix. It is. still, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. still on Netflix. I popped it on just because. Um, because it's always fun to watch, and as I've watched, Do you have
0: an actual plot like this. It's somewhat engaging.
2: Yeah, it? there's a plot. I mean, again, like I get the...
0: that it's a comedy, but.
2: No, no, there's a good plot, I think, um, and there are character arcs, and a solid enough villain. I mean, he looks like a Star Trek villain, but mm-hmm. that's kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great film, uh, and and as far as... Science fiction. This is where I think a surprising amount of my list. Like half of the movies I'm going to mention are comedy to mm-hmm. a certain extent. That's okay, step. you know. That's what. Uh, um, yeah.
0: That's what. That's what's great about having you know three people.
2: Yeah. To science I, fiction I,
1: is very loose. To, I mean, like it can encompass. No, it is. Like the
0: prestige. Like that's science fiction. Right. But right. Right. Yeah. Could easily be called like period drama. Exactly. But, exactly.
2: Um, but I, I, part of it is is. Just when I think of the harder sci-fi things I like, they tend right. to be on TV, as, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but but also, and I'm going to go with this one first as an honorable mention, because... Uh, so my first honorable mention is a movie I kind of took out of contention, just because it's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, Back to the Future right. is my first yeah, honorable yeah, mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it for so many reasons, beyond it just being a science fiction movie. Sure, sure. And really, when you get down to it, the first one isn't that heavy of a science fiction film. Right. Either. It to, yeah. It's really part two where all the crazy sci-fi time travel hijinks start to happen. Um, I love that whole trilogy and it's worth mentioning, you know, they're very they like comedic. like two or three better. Two or three? Two. Yeah, that's... The, the question's one or two. I go back and forth on that oh, all the really? time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three's the Western one and I enjoy all three of them. It's the weakest of the three, I think. Yeah. Um, it's more of a rehash of the first film whereas the second one... For for its faults that I know a lot of people see, and it does do a lot of original things with its time travel narrative. Mm. Um, but love the whole trilogy, and it shaped my science fiction. That's where I that's where why I like so much sci fi comedy because Back to the Future is a comedy, sure. and a science fiction film. Sure, um, I could talk about it all day. We could do a whole podcast on Back to the Future and I could just like break sure. it down scene by scene.
0: I'd have to rewatch it, but that'd be fun. I okay. certainly I've seen it enough times to do. that.
2: Um, so. I don't need much of an excuse to rewatch those films. I'll rewatch them just for the heck of it. Um, but I just kind of wanted to take it out of contention just because it could have been my number one, but I'm sure I've talked about it several times in the sure. past few yeah, yeah. years, mm-hmm. so uh, I wanted to go with movies that were maybe a little less expected, but yes, end of the day, if I'm being purely, uh, self-indulgent, Back to the Future would probably be number one, but... Uh, like, of movies, of
0: movies that, that, like, say there's a Venn diagram, and it's Jordan's favorite and sci-fi... Like, there's no movie that meets in the center more... Than Back
2: to the Future. Right.
0: Although, right. So I tried
2: to broaden my perspective a little and just talk about other movies. Because, again, I could talk Back to the Future to death. It's going to probably show up on a lot of these types of lists that we do down the line. Just because it covers a lot of genres. Uh, So that's my honorable mention. But my first, my number three was Galaxy Quest. Cool, nice. Awesome. Kevin.
1: Kevin. Okay. So, and I'll go, since you said that, I'll go ahead and mention that... I just cut out Star Wars and really any space opera just because that's a category in and of itself. And, I mean, we're all yeah. Star Wars fans. You know how big I am. There was really no need to talk in here. So. Um, so my number three pick is what I believe is my all-time favorite John Carpenter film, and that is the 1988 cult classic, They Live. Um, I've never fifth. seen it. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic movie from start to finish. What is um, it? So it is about, it stars Roddy Piper, who was more, he was a fighter back in the end. Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, Like, do you know the line from They Live? No. Well, I'll get to that in a sec. But the basic plot is that you have this drifter who um, discovers on accident kind of that aliens are secretly controlling the Earth. Um, He gets this pair of sunglasses. They allow him to see the
0: world for what it is. By the way, for people that aren't watching this on video, because video of it does not exist, uh, <laughs> Kevin wears glasses and he just did this little, like, like suspicious yeah, look yeah, back yeah, and yeah, forth yeah, with yeah, his yeah, eyes yeah. and his, behind his I glasses. I get it. To, well, I'm It about, was great. It was, I'm, like, the perfect visualization <laughs> of what he was saying.
1: Well, since you haven't heard the line then, um, so, yeah, there's, the iconic scene is where he puts on the sunglasses, he sees, you know, that... All these aliens are lurking around. Kevin's doing world. it again. And yeah, and um, and there are these classic, like, I mean, it's based on a um 50s short story by Ray Nelson. Um, consequently, each of my top three are based on short stories. That wasn't planned, but it happened. Um, and so there's a scene where he goes into a bank and he's he's armed and everything because at this point he, he knows that he has to start fighting back the aliens. And so, uh, and he sees that a lot of them are in there so he comes in and this is where I love this movie because it's a perfect culmination of just like B-movie 80's awesomeness and also has an interesting science fiction concept but he comes in shotgun in hand sunglasses on and he says I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum <laughs> and that's his, and it's just like one of the most iconic lines and there's several other great one-liners in there um, but it's just I mean it's just so a, that wasn't
0: from Duke Nukem originally that was from that yeah,
1: yeah that was, that's yeah. awesome so it's just, um, and I don't know, I don't know if that was written by Carpenter or if um, Piper um, improv that, but regardless, it's an awesome line. Wow. Um, and so it's a, I mean, it's a simple plot, but it also has a lot of interesting ideas about um, humanity's non-conform, like conformity and the role society plays. You know, this idea of a big brother kind of watching over you, and um, and it makes you question, like, if you were in this, and because the world the aliens create is actually not that bad, they, I mean, they, I mean, it's, it lacks freedom, but it's an interesting Fairly utopic. But it's a fair, yeah, it really is, it, like, um, and so it asks, it poses that question, would you risk your life, um, and Jordan's pulling out my copyright here. To um, a I gotta life. look at yeah. it, too, yeah. Um, Jordan's, and so, um, yeah, feel free. Um, it's one of those that, yeah, it poses an interesting question there, of, like, would you fight for your freedom, um, you know, if you learn this, or would you go along with it? Because there are humans that go along with it, even once they discover it. You the know first. what
0: this sounds like? Like, very similar to? Huh. That show Colony. There's a TV yeah, show, yeah, yeah. Colony, that's uh, yeah. very similar to this. Oh, uh, I'm sure, I mean, it's, I it's, mean, it's very inspirational. Right, right? and
1: I, I mean, it, and like I said, it's, I mean, the story that inspired it falls into the realm of, like, a lot of speculative science fiction from the 50s, so, um, it's just got all those tenets, but, um, there's just everything I love about the movie, and um, so that's my number three pick. I don't want to mention was Inception, but as another quick one that goes hand in hand with this movie is Total Recall. Um, with you know, I mean, Paul Verhoeven classic. That um, I, I love Robocop too, but um, Total Recall just uh, it deals with um, that movie. I, oh my god, that just, we're that not talking the so remake, we're talking the nineties no, one. But that yeah. movie,
0: that Total Recall movie, that scene where he's watching like for example on the flip side of my view of of inception's tech that movie total recall like i completely bought the like recall recall yeah. recall like the trappings of like, I was actually scared by it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it actually, you know, in a movie that's that's kind of, like, over the top, maybe if I watched it now, at the time, I was like, oh my god, that's creepy. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I love sci-fi that gets under my skin and creeps me out. Exactly. <laughs> like, I wish Black, Black Mirror was a movie for the topic of this discussion. Right, right, right. It's not, but man, there's some great little mini-movies there. Yeah. Just things that just really get under your skin, but that recall song, and then, like, I mean, just the whole idea of like maybe your thoughts aren't your own, and I mean, it's just masterful. I love that movie, just, not even it's, in a campy way, like a shit oh, no. movie. No love for
1: the thing. I see it. Well, oh there. no, the thing was. I mean, it's I, that was in, in, in terms of Carpenter movies. It's like isn't that I more mean, horror? They li- thing is more horror. Like it is. It, it, it is. Went, but... it's, it's the antithesis to ET. They came out around the same time, and it's basically you know. I mean, I love the thing. Don't get me wrong, but it was that Escape from New York was up there. um... Escape from... Uh, um, uh, uh, no. Um, uh, um, well, I, I mean, Halloween. There's a lot of... I mean, Great Carpenter stuff. Sure, there um, is. There it is.
0: hard to... Play, but they live, I would have to play... That's great fair. Let's tell you what. Talking about movies over here where we have this awesome movie wall to look at is pretty great. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, well, well so yeah. Rich,
0: I'm back. Okay, cool. Oh, there's Moon. Yay! All right. um So, my number two pick is... Mm, I hear a tough one. Um, see, because this comes down to what I think is the better film, and what I think between two and one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I think is my favorite. Um,
2: Either one's valid. whichever. yeah. Yeah. No, I know that. I know
0: it. that. Um, but it's just. Hmm. Well, okay. So here's how I'm gonna. Here's how I'm gonna do it. Um. Yeah. All right. I got it. Um. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's what I'm gonna do. Sorry for the dead air, guys. Um, number two, um, Minority Report. It's I, my number I figured, two. It's
1: my number two. Oh,
0: actually. Wow. I mean, you cannot imagine the extent to which I love Minority Report. I think this movie, first of all, front to back, riveting. Oh,
1: absolutely. I
0: watched this movie, and I was in board for one second. Uh, Tom Cruise's performance is phenomenal in it. Um, he, he has emotional depth. Unlike some of his performances, um, the tech in this movie is so Gosh. great. Everyone talks about, oh look, it's Minority Report. Right. In every show that has like a monitor, you can pull stuff around on and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pulling yeah. files and just like in inter- like VR, but it's like a an interface at like a like at the police station. So the trappings of that movie, but just the crazy like plausibility of yeah. It. What if? Because a lot of people talk about that. Like, what if we Free could crime. tell? pre crime right yeah. what if we could tell I mean, there's another thing called psychopath that's come out it's an anime that's a similar uh, concept uh. but it's like what if you had the ability to know somebody who had the intent to commit a crime <laughs> right, and right, all right. of the moral ambiguities and the moral questions that that arise from that sure. but even aside from all of like how how compelling it is in concept and execution it's just amazingly fun to Gosh, watch yeah. and yeah. I love looking at the the precogs I love the concept it's one of those movies that I just can't stand how good it is. It's just so fucking good. <laughs> no,
1: I Minority Report is my number two as well, um, and this is coming from someone I adore. Close to Gunners the third time. It was. It's uh, It's a tough That if I had to pick my favorite Spielberg movie of the 20th century, because Gunners, my favorite of 21st, and maybe of all, is Minority Report definitely is best science fiction. What I love about it, it's a science fiction drama. It's an action movie, and it's a film noir. Yeah, and none of those feel forced. Like I mean. There's a lot of homage to Blade Runner. There's a lot of um, you know just pure action movie in there, um, and it poses a really interesting concept, as you said. And um, and I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan, but like right. I mean, I mean, nothing he's, ser- against, he's really nothing serviceable like,
0: in a lot of his movies. Right, yeah. right. Nothing against like him. He nails like, Mission Impossible. Right, I mean, right. He's like the yeah.
1: But here, he just I mean, plays a character who's so intriguing. Um, this is, I mean, out of all the. Philip K. Dick stories that have been adapted and all the Spielberg science sci fi movies, this is the ultimate king of them. I mean, it's just it's perfect. It's entertaining from start to finish. And um, I, I mean, some people don't like that at the very end it does, you know, um, uh, kind of a it's the whole Max von Sydow, um subplot at the end that turns out to be the end is kind of like added on and a little unnecessary to the main story. But I like it and I think it.
0: I mean, it brings even more resolution to the story as a whole.
2: Um, it's also a very
0: surprising movie. Like, it is. When yeah, I first no, saw it, and I mean, even it's... when you see it again, it's just really surprising. And, and to not know, and, it's, and another thing is I love in, in good fiction is an unreliable narrator. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. And
0: he's such an unreliable narrator that he doesn't even know himself yes. what he's capable of. Yeah, And until he sees it, and, and I love that scene where he goes, oh my god, you're right. I am gonna kill him. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just a great scene. I mean it's like a it's speaking of total recall, it's a great combination. Like you said, I would add to the three you mentioned. What were the three you said? Film noir, sci fi an action, an action movie, movie yeah. <laughs> I would add, well, I guess action movie is one of So right, it is right. one of your three, but I would add like the, the popcorn movie. Oh you yeah. You know what I like, mean? Amazing, like action popcorn. Film. And
1: emotionally driven too. Cause especially mm-hmm. in the end, you're totally invested in him and you're totally invested in, with Agatha as yes. well. And it's, and her performance is phenomenal. Um, just like that whole third act plays out so well. Um, and there's multiple layers to it. Um, you know, you've got, and you know, I mean, yeah, Max Fun sadaos character is pretty 100% shady and corrupt, but then you have ones like Colin Farrell, who's, like, you know, one of the main antagonists, but is ultimately, like, has good intentions, you know, and um and is just, like, turns out to be a, a pawn of the system and doesn't know it, you know? Um, So there's just so many things to consider.
0: I also um, love the way yeah. that, in that world, there's no good guys, because no. anybody... Could be public enemy number one. Which
1: is as film noir is. You know? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, our hero is literally the villain of the story, all yep. of a sudden, in yep. a way. Sure. Uh, it's I just love that movie. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I always talk about it. I love it. Yep. What you guys oh, think of, kind of that of, TV I'm show? That TV show watch. was a bomb. <laughs> I, did not watch I watched it. the first episode. I um, did not watch it. It's right. a mess. Uh, it's a mess. I mean, I, I, I like um, Limitless TV show a lot. Um, and it's unfortunate that Minority Ports wasn't better because, you know, the. The premise is just full of promise.
1: It's just that I didn't need it. And they just it, blew and I
0: the concept. I
1: didn't need it I Oh, it's it. one
0: of the precogs. He's, yeah. he's older. I don't yeah, know. I'm <sighs> Sucks. Don't want it. Don't need it. Yep. All right. Uh, anyway, um, I got to do my honorable mention. Um, right? Yeah, And exactly. um, All right. So for this one, I am going to pick um, Ex Machina.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I've talked about this a lot. Uh, so I'll just go through the little key points quickly um, the performances are absolutely mind-blowingly brilliant um, it's one of the best performances of an AI coming to uh, consciousness it's one of it's an, a phenomenal uh, uh, snapshot of our current the, the current status of us like here like if you believe in it pre-singularity but running up to the singularity of is that what they call it when when uh, robots have consciousness I think so yeah, yeah. um and then the performances by um, God, I'm, pretty, I'm blanking on his name. um Oscar. Isaacs? Isaac. Yes, yeah, Isaac, and um, Gleason. and and Dom Domhnall Gleason. Gleeson. Uh, okay. Those oh, he's at, right as as the AI. Yeah. yeah, those three performances. I mean, they are the whole movie because it's all okay. there is. Um, and that's I believe the Asian actress is another actress, right? Right, she's excellent too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean it's just it's just a tour de force I mean there's really you you know it it asks amazing questions like I was saying though it it really encapsulates our current age like you know with the whole like there's a guy working at this social media company and this guy made all his money in social media Uh, but to him the next frontier is AI and and, and just the the genius of how you can have a movie with three characters and have so many twists and turns and so much intrigue and so much plot and and, and just the right amount of hard sci-fi like it doesn't overwhelm mm. it with sci-fi bullshit. It's like mm-hmm. his house is smart and intelligent, but it's not too tech out. Right, right. You know it's what I mean? Believable. It's just, it's just like perfect and really, really current. Yeah, and 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 just, just, just really, really phenomenal movie. So yeah. that's that's my honorable mention for number two. It could easily been on the
2: list. Cool. I guess I'll finish out the Philip K. Dick love fest for the number two sure. slot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you
1: can't get away from it. You really
2: can't. Uh, he's had so many movies, good and bad. Yeah. Uh, the worst being paycheck in my mind. I don't okay, know if yeah, you've uh, seen that. The the, the bit I don't hate classics. that I don't hate it. This movie's terrible. I don't hate it. <laughs> we just rewatched it a few weeks ago, so maybe it's worse than I remember. Uh, the the movie I'm going with has been mentioned already. Total Recall. I think yeah. is, is that's my yeah. favorite Philip K. Dick adaptation. Um, and there's a lot going on there. I'm a big action movie star, so I have a soft spot for Arnold. Uh, but I actually think he does great work in this film. Oh, it's yeah. It's- um, He's the right type for this character. Uh, I think it does a lot of the same things that Minority Report does. You know, the unreliable narrator, not being sure of what he can do himself. Uh, great tech, not special being sure effects, of who he is himself. Not being sure of who he is himself. Uh, ambiguous ending with: Is it all real? Is it part of the simulation? Mm-hmm. That's you know the big debate about that. I think there's there's a, fan, a less prominent but fan theory about Minority Report along the same lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just really like Total Recall. I love. It's slightly goofy, um, which Verhoeven's films tend to be right. a little I mean, over-stylized. Robocop, yeah, yeah. yeah, Robocop was on my short list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not and quite an honorable mention, but yeah. both of those films do great things. Total Recall just... It it, it has great moments. It has great visuals. Um.
1: The aesthetic of Mars is just gorgeous and-
2: it oh, is. I know. Yeah,
0: yeah. When you go up there, it's like I'm like on a journey of discovery. Yeah, you know? it's just so fun. Much the same way that like when you play Mass Effect, it feels that way.
2: Yeah, it feels like an alien world. Um, it it it's full of life. I love the reveal. Like the first time I saw it, I was old enough to like be well, a age appropriate because I'm sure it isn't a <laughs> oh, yeah, film. Uh, like, I, I think I was maybe eighteen, nineteen, yeah, yeah, like, yeah somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, but sure. I think the reveal still works really well, like oh, with gosh, what's yeah. going on. And again how ambiguous that is at the end and it doesn't matter but in the plot itself the reveal that he is as much a part of the plot that he's trying to stop because mm-hmm. of his brain wipe it's just there's so many great moments the moments when the psychiatrist or the the like the recall i'm putting your quotes on the recall technician is oh, trying I to talk that. him out of it yeah and he sees the bead of sweat running out of the guy's face he blows him away it's just there's so many great movie or movie moments in that film um i've always enjoyed it i had just like uh, like last year, I remember I was it was like two in the morning and it came on uh, TNT or TVS or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm watching Total Recall now. Okay, nicely um, edited, but nonetheless. Yeah, nicely edited. No, no. Uh, no no three-breasted three alien woman, uh, alien hoker. <laughs> uh, but I, I love that. I love the the again the overly ridiculous. Uh, Tracking module he has to yank out of his brain. Ah,
0: ah, 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 it's, an, it's like an excuse for Arnold to do his thing.
2: Yeah, the ludicrousness of wrapping a wet towel around your head right, to block right. out the signal, um, the, the weird fat woman suit he puts on. There's just yep. so many great oh, little Oh, God, you're right.
0: About it's, like, it's like, you know what it's a lot like? It's like playing a, a, a really good video game, like, in a way. You almost feel like you're in this great video game. It could have made a great video game. It could have if, well, Never the time, could've. had, right. had, had yeah, been able right. to realize Like it. if System Shock devs could have had like the resources of today the creativity of when they made System Shock 2 and that movie's
2: plot that would uh, have been it. But no I love Total Recall. I I, I want to see not, Ken
0: Levine's Total Recall.
2: That'd be pretty sweet. It's not the high, most high minded of, of the uh, Philip K. Dick adaptions obviously. Right. Um, I think it
1: should be higher. I
2: mean it's a cult
1: classic but it's like but I a lot of people don't understand how great it is. Uh, it's
0: true. What do you think is so great about it?
1: I mean, what I mean, the perfect culmination of there's an element of satire there, there's an action movie, there's, it poses some interesting questions, and the visuals are, I think, the most spectacular
0: of any Palmer Oven film. You know? I think they're probably the most spectacular visuals in a sci-fi film up to that point. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, with a couple exceptions, only sure. because, uh, you know, other exceptions. I mean, really, it's uh, it's up there. It, it is know, up there. As far there. as visuals.
2: I think it's a culmination of everything I love about the 80s films in general. Yeah. It and came w- out in the ni- 1990, but... Close what enough. was
0: great too was because it was an action movie with with uh, uh, Schwarzenegger at the helm. It was able to get the budget that a movie like a sci fi movie based on a Philip K. Dick might not have gotten otherwise. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I just feel like I just feel like putting him in it like allowed that movie to be to get its full. Yeah, film. no, it did. It's more complex it, yeah. than most Schwarzenegger films.
2: By yeah, far. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, before I get to my honor, we'll mention elephant in the room on this Philip K. Dick moment. Uh, any Blade Runner mention anywhere on honorable mention list? Well, like I, I have Blade Runner in
1: mind. I, I put it as uh, like I was debating with you that in Minority Report, so I I didn't put Blade Runner on. Blade Runner is on my list, job, but it's like I because I picked Minority Report as a great homage to that. True, and I as I think up an elevation of it. I mean, it,
2: it's as just as one somewhere. worth. Right. I wanted to mention this. Just right. Philip K Dick. Philip K Dick. Not mentioning Blade Runner would be a little.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, no. I you like, need like,
2: to at least. Address.
1: Oh no, no! Yeah. Absolutely, I mean Blade Runner is one of my favorites. Uh, it's, on, it's on my list. We we'll I mean, get to it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. good. Uh, but my honorable mention I'm going to go with is my two honorable mentions that I have left are a little more uh, sci-fi, but not really. Okay. The focus is somewhere else. So I didn't. Okay. I, I kind of went back and forth. Uh, the first one that was firmly as an honorable mention was Snowpiercer. That's uh, cool. That was great, uh, great. I love that great. movie. Um, good one. It was a, 2014 was a great year for Chris Evans, uh, and he rocked it in this role. Um, it's very much technical. Like again, it's like how do you define science fiction? It is a scientific, expen, you know, extrapolation it's like a video game of global war.
1: But it's, I mean, it's still got a science fiction concept of it.
2: certainly war. does. Like the, the the concept, but but it, it it's a very different kind of movie. Like yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, of yeah, it yeah. inherently sci fi, sure, but it sure, is. Sure. Um, but I just love that movie, and I I, I do. I think it's sci fi more than it's any any other genre. I mean, eh, you know, it's I mean, more, I. I I lean more post-apocalyptic, which do tend to be yeah. sci-fi. I don't know. Yeah. I think it would fit more on that list than, like, yeah, this yeah. list. But I just really like this movie. It's it's one I always stop for because there's so many engaging scenes that show up. Um, weird little moments of symbolism that just happen in the film. And it's interesting to hear, like, uh, the, the, the scene where the soldiers, like, gut the fish and, um. like, spreading the blood on it to freak out the tail enders that are coming up to the front. Um just the way the plot plays out, the tragedies of it, the the Chris Evans horrifying monologue about what yeah. he had to do when he first got on the train. Oh gosh, I saw
1: it in theaters and just yeah, that was, that was um, a take in there.
2: It it's just it's it's utterly bleak, and even its uplifting ending is still like a moment where like how is this it's, really that it's uplifting? Not yeah, <laughs> it's
1: not they still pretty screwed. I
2: yeah, um maybe it's I, I think it's more meant to be a life will go on than <laughs> Humanity yeah. will go on, yeah. sort of thing. But yeah. uh, *Snowpiercer* is just a, a really solid film that, that's always worth a viewing. Um, boy, boy I think it's sci-fi dispec- enough.
0: Boy, it has some despicable characters in it, doesn't it? No, it really does.
2: Have you read the graphic novel? I, I have. It. I haven't. Okay. I have it. I just haven't read it. Yet. Okay, I want to. But yeah, I, I think Kevin. Well, we talked about your number two. Cause that was, was my number two. Yeah, your, you have another novel sure. mention. Yeah, bit?
1: so I did my. Um, so yeah, *Minority Report* is my number two. Um, yeah, Blade Runner was hard. but I, I was more appointed to mention that because it's so obvious, I don't want to... But um, my honorable mention, though, is her. Um, nice. It, um, that one, you know, like, I mean, I was looking back through Spike Jonze's... Um, yeah, I mean, I love most of these big films, and, you know, I mean, being John Malkovich and um, Eternal Sunshine, um, both amazing films, I, but I consider her the most... Science fiction of the three, like I consider them in the more surrealist kind of categories. Um, so they're still phenomenal, but um, her is the most um, speculative and um, really grounded of the three. I mean, even though, you know, it poses the question of, like, you know, the human dating an AI, I mean, which sounds ridiculous and it is a lot of it sat- satiric, in many ways satirical. But it's also, if you look at our world, we're not that far off from something like that. Um, And so it's just a fascinating film from start to finish, the aesthetic of it, Um, the performances of Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson both um, are incredible. And uh, just, I like how, you know, they never say exactly what year it is, but there's an indication that it's not, in the not too distant future, um and the aesthetic of it is all very believable all the technology there it's just a really heartfelt human story um and yeah i know a lot of spectators characters are just pretty really downbeat a lot of the time but here i think it gives you a real reason to empathize with him um with joaquin Vegas' character and by the end of the movie um there's a slight indication that uh, oh and amy adams is great in it too um there's a slight indication by the end that he is ready to move on, and that um, he's realized what um, desperation and what total, I guess, surrender to this technological society does to you. Um, and now he's, you know, sort of rediscovered his humanity. Um, so I just think it works great as um, part satire, um, speculative uh, drama. There's just so many. It, it's humorous. There's so many things about it that work.
2: So. Yeah, it's one I, I still haven't seen it. Unfortunately, oh right, okay, yeah. it slipped you through like the it. cracks. I keep You'd needing like to get to it. No, I know yeah, I would. I, yeah. I have no doubt. I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon now. Yeah. Okay, I should uh, yeah, check that yeah, out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to see it. Um, it's it's obviously an AI yeah. film, which I sure. have a, a certain interest in, just a little. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I would like to see that. Rich, have you seen her? Oh I can't yeah, remember. I didn't know you didn't. No, yeah, I just I really I thought seen you had. Um, you know. I liked it more than I thought I would.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm very hit or miss with Spike Jones. I believe he's mm-hmm. adaptation, right? Yes, I love so. Adaptation. adaptation is one of my top five movies of all time. I love adaptation. Adaptation to me is an absolute masterpiece. Like, yes, amazingly. Yes, Punch Drunk Love is not him. No, that's uh, that's false. Yeah. Um, but I don't love being John Malkovich as much as a lot of people do. I like adaptation better. I me still too. Like being John, Malkovich, I do too, but, but I, I like I like adaptation way more. Um. And then, uh, I haven't seen... It's e- Eternal Sunshine, his? Yeah. I haven't seen Wait, that. no, no. no, so that's, no. that's Michelle Gong. That's right, okay. Oh, okay. no.
1: It was written by, um... What's... By, um... Why am I drawing a blank on the name? The writer of Adaptation and being John Oh,
0: okay, um... um I know who you mean, but I can't think of it right now. The guy who's actually in the adaptation. Uh, yeah, um, Charles Kaufman. Kaufman. Charles yeah. Kaufman. Yeah, Kaufman. Well, yeah. We both hit it. Yep. Um, but anyway, I, so I liked her more than I was expecting to because, see, to me, I, I even Ex Machina, when I was going into that, I was like, there's three people in a house. Like, how am I going to be compelled? Yeah. And, and, and with this one, it's like, it's a dude and his AI. I know they're going to be making uh, very, you know, <laughs> Standard points yeah, about yeah. companionship and, you know, the modern age and how we're all isolating ourselves and blah, dee, blah, dee, blah. And I was like, just what I don't want is a fucking screed about that for two and a half hours. I was happily surprised. It's very That's good. That's it, because it does excellent. it. It does it
1: without preaching, you know, yeah, like I mean, It's excellent. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's excellent. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, the direction that she goes in is excellent. So, yeah, yeah without saying any more, I think it's a good movie. Uh, I liked it way more than I thought I would. Sure. Um, didn't like. Fall over about it, but I sure. liked it a lot.
2: Sure. Cool, cool. Uh, I guess that brings us to our number one yep. slash last honorable yeah. mention. Okay. So, so let me let me now, yeah. go ahead. Question was the last because you said best and favorite. What was number two? What was Minority Report? Was it the best? Or was that's going to come out. Two.
0: No, no, no. He's talking about what I said oh. about how I was like best and favorite oh, were interchangeable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So yeah, it was between Minority Report as my favorite, as my favorite. Um, and my number one pick being Blade Runner, being best.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, I think it's pretty uh, easy to argue that Blade Runner is one of the best science fiction movies of all time, if okay. not the best. If for me, it is the best. Um, and it is the best because it is... the the world building especially for its time is out of this world amazing I mean and the bleak Los Angeles future Los Angeles that it creates is just amazing Los Angeles right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. is amazing that character I love Harrison Ford as an actor I love him and I love him in that role um I love the idea of replicants. So I guess like a big part of why I love it is the source material, right? That story is so good. Uh Like, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is such a masterful story. Uh Um, It's so brilliant on so many levels. So like any movie about that was going to already be like 6 out of 10. And then the rest is the trappings. Uh And Harrison Ford added on there, you had a 7 out of 10. And then you add this amazing world building and creating this future world, which still to this day looks kind of like a bleak future, you might imagine. Obviously, it's going to be outdated in some ways, but it still, still holds up. I, it still holds up.
1: I mean, it was really the what paved the way for a lot of film noir, science fiction hybrids. Like
0: your, or like your fifth element and things yeah. like that. Um, you know, those kind of things. And and I just think Blade Runner, uh, it, it, it's got at its core, it's a noir, uh-huh. and it's a mystery. And to me, like, take sci-fi, mystery, and noir, and you know uh, from listening to the podcast and, and like my love for it, you take police and detective shit, and you combine it with science fiction and, like, space or planets or whatever, and you it's literally maybe my favorite genre for, for like, just enjoying sure. something. And so that movie is just the best example of that. I mean, is there, I mean really, what do you guys have to say about Blade Runner? And oh, I, I want to do I my mean, own. You know, like, so. I mean,
1: I own the final cut up there. I mean, yeah. it's just, you yeah, know... What I cut mean, do you like best? Final cut is real. Like, um, they... Because I want to say the first time I saw it way back when... I think I saw the theatrical version then. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, it's been a long since I've seen both versions to compare them, but that one just has, I, I think, flows the best. It has, um, it's the most concise and um, just on an aesthetic level, it is phenomenal. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's so hard to really talk about Granite and Death just because it's one of those you just gawk over and you just I know. love so much and. Um, I mean, like I said, and that's why, you know, I picked Minority Report because, you know, it builds, uh, Minority Report, Dark City, there are so many others that are so my favorites. I love Dark that, City. Oh yeah, and that was like a really top contender here, think, like, it was hard, you know, yeah. Yeah, but like, that's a, that's another one of my favorites that, um, I mean, there's so many that draw drawn inspiration from Blade how, Runner. How about you
0: with Blade Runner?
2: I haven't seen it.
0: Wow! <laughs> so know, it's
2: I one know. of those holes. Like I said, I have not seen a lot of the classics. <laughs> that's like the
0: biggest hole, though. Uh, I think. It's in, in the sci-fi. What?
2: I would say the biggest hole in dr- sci-fi. That's a huge. See, it is a huge hole, but I also haven't seen 2001. So oh, I haven't but see, either. I but, think more people yeah.
1: from our generation. I mean, I I've have seen Blade Runner. I see more. Yeah, more. People I haven't,
0: haven't later, seen later. 2001, so that's yeah. a tragedy. Homework. homework I know is. that is homework. All right. Um, anyway, so, did you have anything, oh, you haven't seen
2: it. Okay. No, yeah, I mean, I know it's influential, and yeah. I... I'm surprised film school didn't make you, you know? There's only so many movies yeah. you can show in any yeah, class, Yeah, Blade so. fucking Runner, I saw it in
0: film school again. Alright, um, so, for my honorable mentions, because Blade Runner was kind of, uh, revealed a little early, I'm gonna do my, uh, I have a little bit extra in my honorable mention zone, um, and I am picking, uh, I'll, I'll name my, the one that was gonna be my number one honorable mention in a second. Um, but first, I have to give like the special jury prize or whatever to uh, two films, um, both of which I absolutely love, and they c- capture, they're, they're not, one of them I'd say is a great film, one of them I just like, um, and they capture um, a genre, that, they're the best examples in my mind of a genre that exists today and is, is very intriguing to me, um, and that is The Hunger Games and The Maze Runner. Um, these are two dystopian science fiction films young adult books based on uh, and especially Hunger Games I mean it's, 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 it's fantastic um, it is absolutely a fantastic movie the trilogy is excellent I haven't seen the final one yet I've seen the first three I have not seen part two of uh, Mockingjay. I was going to say,
1: that's a jump going from Blade Runner to Hunger Games, but okay. Uh, no. Oh, no, no <laughs> questions. That's <laughs> no, what i not mention. It's nowhere yeah, yeah. near the
0: top three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it no, is a fantastically okay. fun, entertaining movie with great performances. <laughs> Re- uh, have you seen them? No. Okay. <laughs> All right.
2: Have you seen them, Jordan? Yeah, well, except the last one. What do you think of them? I enjoy them a lot. I was really surprised. Like, I had no desire to see them. And then I... Right. When Catching Fire was coming out... I probably wouldn't enjoy it. I just, exactly. just like... No. Yeah, when when Catching Fire yeah, was coming dumb. out, and I knew Liz wanted to see, I was like, "All right." I watched the Hunger Games on Netflix, and it really surprised me with how solid and well shot and done. President it was. Snow, and I mean, it's 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 popcorn version of science fiction in a
0: really good way, and it's really fun to watch. Maze Runner is also fun, but I won't I won't try to convince you you really should just check them out because they're really fun. The other thing I have to give an honorable mention to before I get to my final is two things that that don't really count as movies, but really people should check them out. I'm just going to name them and then move on. And that is Ascension and Childhood's End. These are both science fiction, sci-fi channel. Uh, they're sort of like movies. They're like mini series. How long were they? Like four hours each. Yeah, they're basically like little mini movies. But especially Ascension is great. It's all about this rocket ship uh, that was built to uh, like fly and see how far they could get to space. And like the you know they have they actually like people live whole lifetimes on this ship. And there's big reveals about the nature of the ship throughout, and it's just really genius. But the really amazing one is Childhood's End, which was based on a book by, I believe, um, Asimov, maybe? Or not Asimov. What is it by? Um, Could you look that one up for me, man? Let's see. I'll just do it real quick. Childhood's End. I'm pretty sure that's.
2: No, I think.
0: It's not Asimov. Arthur C. -C 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 Clarke, yes. But it is just. There's this villain in it named Corellin. But he's not really a villain, but he is. He's sort of like a. I don't want to give it away. You just should watch it if you have a chance to watch *Childhood's End* or *Ascension*. They're both. It is Ascension, on Netflix. I'm it's not sure so about good. What did you I think of *Ascension*?
2: I really enjoyed it. I, I was. I, I was very bummed it didn't get the the Battlestar Galactica treatment and get picked up to series. I feel like there was a lot of potential there. Um, um, but anyway, these the uh,
0: especially the Hunger Games and the Maze Runner kind of lead up to my number one choice for honorable mentions, and it's almost like this this list that I've had kind of runs the honorable mention list runs like aside. Like here are the movies that are like truly great. Why it was, this great. was, why
1: I was tough?
0: So. Yeah, the movies that are truly great and the movies that I really love, um, and then there's one that meets both criteria, and that is the Matrix, the first Matrix. Yeah, that movie is so it's so fun to watch it's so influential, I mean, if there's a movie that influenced the last twenty years of of movies, you know it's probably top three for how influential it's been Do you take the the, the what is it the blue or the red pill, and just all of the different concepts that come out of the matrix that the wire the wire foo fighting. Um, the idea of, you know, and it comes from a million different sci-fis that have done it better, but it encapsulates it and and, and puts it out almost like a pill of its own to the masses of, like, here are some really cool science fiction ideas um, smoothed off around the edges so you can enjoy them, plus amazingly good action movie trappings. I love Keanu's performance. Make fun of it all you want, but I thought it was really fun. Lawrence Uh, Fishburne is great in it. The girl is great in it. I forget her name. Carrie Carrie yeah, Ann Moss, Moss. Yeah. she's great. Uh, I just think I just find that to be a tremendously entertaining movie, and I'll even watch the other two just just for the hell of it. But the first one, I think, is is an honorable mention for for one of the greatest sci fi movies of
2: all time. Sure. What do you guys think of that? I'm not the biggest Matrix fan. Uh, I saw it pretty close to closer to when it came out than I should have. Uh, again, that's one of the ones where it's one of my
1: favorites. Like on a personal, like I've yeah. seen it so many times. I don't know if I would put it in the top just because they're, like, mostly because, I mean, it was a groundbreaking action movie, but pretty much the entirety of the third act is all action, and I think, like, there are a lot of interesting ideas it throws out in the beginning everybody but, being plugged into these
0: pods like, yeah. to me that concept is horrifying oh, and it is. fascinating and for an action like yeah. so, like, a, like a popcorn action movie to have yeah. a, an idea like this uh-huh. that we're literally plugged in we had to wake up and to have the balls to wake up in a world that sucks yeah you know what I mean like that's what's really interesting to me it's like you can be in fantasy land which is amazing right or you so it's really analogous to drugs it's analogous to technology Right.
2: it's got a lot of points to make and it does it in a really compelling way I I I I don't I don't disparage the first Matrix I just I'm not the biggest fan of it and I like the Wachowskis like I'm I'm a huge proponent of Sense8 uh, which is their show on Netflix which which is Uh,
0: what do you like before Uh, Sense8 of theirs um
2: Weirdly There's enough. a big
1: gap of the, what I well. The, well, the, well, the hilarious thing about the Chustys is like, anytime they have a movie coming out, they're like, "From the directors of the Matrix." I'm like, or Cloud Atlas. Like, yeah, but like, it, when you have five it, movies it, it, in between like, that were
0: bombs, right?
1: Yeah, it's like, hey, you remember that touchdown I hit? Yeah, you know, I threw twenty years ago. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like trying to like hinge on that. You're
2: not even kidding.
0: Um, um, it is '96,
2: I think.
1: Yeah, '99,
2: uh, '99. Yeah, uh, no, oh, I. I weirdly, okay. I enjoy. Um, Speed racer of all things.
1: That one is, I mean, it's a like, that's a watch house it. Yeah. yeah. it is. Mm-hmm.
2: It is. That, that is one of the. I'm try, I, I want to look them up really quick because I'm, I'm remembering Cloud Atlas, the Matrix sequels. That might be it.
0: Jupiter Ascending. And Airbender.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. Oh.
0: They didn't do Airbender. Oh, did
2: that they? Was, oh, that was. So But they mind. did
1: Jupiter Ascending, which is may as well be just as bad. They I did mean,
2: write V for Vendetta. They wrote it, which yeah. Which is a good and
1: actually, And the director directed episodes of Sensei
2: yeah, so I, uh... Yeah, you know, I, I think they, they... They don't really like anything they ever did except for uh, Sense8. No, well, I, like. I, like, I like Sense8. I like The Matrix alright. I'm just not a huge proponent of it. And uh, I think they wrote... Like I said, they wrote V for Vendetta, which, yes, is an yeah. adapt- adaptation, but sure. it's a really good one. I love it. So anyway. yeah. So, um, they're not like anyone... But, but I think that speaks to the point. They don't set my world on fire. But I think it's important to say that there's a popcorn side to sci-fi and then there's a
0: quality like high caliber side like there's a couple movies that i really need to see that are on the high caliber side Uh three in particular that i can think of 2001 um uh brazil yeah i haven't seen that i heard it's a masterpiece and logan's run and i just really need to see all these logan's Mm -hmm. run supposedly like single-handedly inspired bioshock so it's like a Uh must-see i have the blu-ray at home i don't know why i haven't seen it yet um, but those are three movies that I really need to watch that are like on the, the higher brow side. And then on the lower brow side I think The Hunger Games, I think uh, Maze Runner is just really not that great a movie I just really like it. I just threw that in there <laughs> that's for fair. that hell yeah, yeah. no, Um fair. but um But The Hunger Games and, 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 and The Matrix are, are both examples of movies that are, really do sci-fi right in a popcorn setting. I feel like.
1: Oh, and I mean that's, there's room for that no, for sure.
0: Yeah. Doubt. Minority Report um, though magically fits both fair. categories. Yes. <laughs> Perfect Same thing
2: it's with total, total Recall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess that's my number one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll do my honorable mention first. Um, this is another one where it was like, we got, Kevin and I actually mentioned it before the show where I was like, eh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. More, it's more, it's more fantasy, a, it's, real, surrealist. It I, is, I do agree. but it's
1: still like, I mean, there's a there's a lot of sci-fi elements yeah. in there, and
2: it's uh, a great movie. For me, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, I Adore that movie. Like I remember I seeing have
0: it. never seen that
2: movie. I've so, got to see. You're really see it.
0: missing out. Um so I is think it it's, fun to watch too?
1: It's, yeah. It's oh gosh, I mean it's one like, okay, you think being John Malkovich will like mess with you and do and like subvert expectations. you don't know what you're watching. Multiply that by ten if we So So Twist
0: City.
2: It's you not know, so I much. It, it's it, it, more experiential. Exper- like, that's
1: the. It's pure. Like you can't describe it until you experience.
2: it. There, there's. Yeah. It's hard to. What I. What I like about it is. A Jim Carrey gets to be dramatic, which I'm. I'm a huge proponent of comedy actors getting a chance to show their chops, which are they don't.
1: Fan, are you a fan of Sherman Show? Uh,
2: yeah, I love Sherman yeah, yeah, Show too. Yeah. Um, Zach Braff is another actor who I think really got typecast into comedy, and no one really takes him seriously as a dramatic actor, and that happens way too much, I think. Adam Sandler does fantastic in Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, when he has the right director. Mm-hmm. He, he needs... I'm not, he need a, short I'm not. I'm not. Adam, a fan of it, but Sandler. I um, But, I love Eternal Sunshine for that reason. I love the concept of, you know, having a great relationship that turns really sour and then wanting to just completely erase it from your mind. And they have this memory deletion process. And it's very... What I, I think you'd like about it is... They very much go into the science of it mm-hmm. and show like, the setup and awesome. him in bed and the technicians coming in with the computer and like mm-hmm. setting up the programs to erase the specific memories. And then when he starts to like, break from the... Because the, inside his memory, they start with the bad memories, because the way it works is they, they completely remove her from his memory. And he finds out when he runs into Clementine, his former love interest, on the street, and she has no recollection of him. And he learns about the process, and so they start deleting stuff backwards the problem being, they get rid of all the bad memories, and he's kind of left starting to miss her and reminisce about her, as you do, uh-huh. um, assumedly. I, I've only been in one relationship. Uh, but the, the way it shows him running from everything and trying to escape the memory deletion process, and they, like, lose him in his own subconscious. Oh, wow.
0: It's uh, so fantastic.
2: Yeah, Michelle Gondry is a, vi- he's really a visual tour de force. He's done music videos, mm-hmm. um. I think this worked because he had a solid script. The Science of Sleeping gets way right. more surreal. That? That's his uh, follow-up. Oh. I think he also did Be Kind Rewind. Did he cover the story for... I know He Kaufman did, did Be Kind Rewind? I'm pretty sure. Kaufman really? Wrote, what a, that would be a di- di- diversion. Kaufman
1: wrote the script, but I think he collaborated with him and another other guy on the story.
2: What I love so much about it is the way it's kind of like... Uh, one of the things I always hear, you know, directors talk about, and young directors, and yeah, it being yeah. like you learn all these tricks in film schools, and then sure. you like rush to make your first movie, and you throw them all in, and it's all haphazard. Yeah, he he's able to do it because it he's really, creating this surreal landscape where you could use forced perspective and like cheap sets. And, it's the
1: same way I felt coming out of Swiss Army Man. It's like the 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 Daniels that directed that. It was just like there is all the, the you know they tell you when you're starting out as a writer or director. Don't try to like subvert expectations and do all these crazy things, you know, like because if you be if you're too ambitious, it's gonna go crazy. And they succeeded. In, uh, in yeah, a this guy is the way. biggest mix.
0: Yeah, Green done Hornet. Something. I <laughs> wow, mean, right? the, I'm the, at the Green wow. Hornet. Yeah, okay, well, I mean,
2: he's done a lot of really interesting stuff. I'd like to watch more of his stuff. No, he's a fascinating director. Like, even his even his misses are interesting films. Mm-hmm. I think. Um... But, no, Eternal Sunshine, I think, still is his masterpiece. Oh, okay. um, it it just, from beginning to end, is so fascinating. Um, and the way it plays with their relationship. And I, I've always... Like, my biggest <laughs> knock against the movie is I wish they'd gone a little further with the ending. There's, like, the conceptualized ending that I think was in a making-of book or something where they yeah, talked yeah. about... Like, having a like kind of an epilogue scene at the end of the movie of... And this isn't a big spoiler, because you know the, the general plot is, like... Because the movie ends with... With both of them not... Him sort of remembering her, and they kind of start their relationship anew, and it's kind of a happy ending, but there's, like, this conceptualized ending of, like, 80 years later, where they're both old, and they're, like, sitting in the waiting room of the memory erasure place, and they just see each other, and it's like they've been going through this cycle their whole life, and it's way more nihilistic, obviously, but I I always would have enjoyed seeing that ending, but just the movie in general is just so fantastic, Hey, um, maybe this should have been my number one. Uh, but that, I wouldn't honorable mention. I think it okay. is a little more surreal weird. Sure, sure. Uh, number one for me, going back to the comedy well, um, Back to the Future is my favorite sci-fi comedy. Right, right. Oh, the no, 80s. I think I know what's coming. But I love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. <laughs> Rich's
0: face just kind That's
2: contorted. not
1: a... I wouldn't put that as a science fiction, but it...
2: It's, all, it's time I for... I know what right? I
1: thought you were going to say.
2: What? what Paul. I'm not the biggest Paul. Really, you don't. If know I that. were gonna go, um, because I love that. One. I don't know. I well, I don't love it. I really. It's enjoy a solid it, film. It's, If you yes. were gonna go that route, you. wouldn't I was lie.
1: expecting you were going there because like. We both talked Doug, right, I know he didn't direct it, but he was...
2: I would have it, gone Worlds was, End. But it was Simon... Right. P- okay. It, well, I mean, it, obviously was Simon Pegg. Right,
1: Paul's a Simon Pegg and Nick Frost collaboration. It is. Um,
2: I, I like Worlds End a lot, and I've appreciated it more on review. Yeah yeah, 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 I was going to say, because at first it was a little... It was a little disappointing from the first two, and space. Yeah. But I don't know. I was
0: not expecting Bill and Ted, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, told I was, you
2: my list is try, weird. Try to okay. send me on Bill what and Ted. What did you
0: think? Bill and Ted, because I saw you writing it earlier, and I was like, is he writing some news? Like... Are they doing like a Bill and Ted reboot? They're always talking They're about always that talking third about movie. because yeah, yeah. that's what I was like. It's got to be that. They posted can't on, be on his list. They post it on Facebook all the time. Yeah, Why?
2: I I love Bill and Ted. That movie, it's is, great movie. Very, very is hugely entertaining, and it's 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 exactly the sort of goofier. Like Back to the Future is all about the the moral like dangers of having a time machine. Right, Bill and right. Ted is just, just like, like screw it, we're gonna bounce through history and Dude, do this have you stuff. read Green
0: <laughs> Guys Back to San Dimas, man?
1: It's have like- you read Chrononauts? Yet? Not yet. I, like, I, I'm sure yeah, I would I mean, enjoy it's it. so much Bill and Ted in there.
2: Yeah, um, I I really enjoy Bill and Ted. I I just think it does a great job of of setting up this sort of ludicrous plot setting and then right. having fun through history. The scene of like all the historical figures at the mall, and then finally George Carlin. George Carlin's fantastic. It's pitch perfect humor, and I even really like Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I like, Um, honestly, sometimes maybe even more. They do more with
1: death in uh, Bogus Journey. No shit, it's
2: about the devil. And they got evil robots. <laughs> they do, so I do well, like, that is but like I
0: love it, that though. is like the like the most like obvious statement of all time. They do yeah I know death yeah. And that that is that's, is... it's not making fun of you. I just think no, it's no funny. I, I did so that way. Well, yeah. Kind of yeah. like yeah. kind of like I talk yeah. about the well, what Back you, you meant to, the... to sort of say was I like the way it handled death, right right right.
2: right. Yeah, I yeah, kind of yeah. like the yeah, way I talk about the yeah, Back to the Future trilogy. I enjoy the Bill and Ted duology and like both of those movies are great. I remember once a deal where when you ordered a pizza from it was either Pizza Hut or Domino's, you got a DVD with it. And there were a bunch of movies, and one of them was Bogus Journey, and oh. I was seeing it there <laughs> for the first time, and I loved it. I, anytime the movies come to Netflix, they're one of those weird titles that kind of bounce in and out they of go, availability. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll watch Excellent Adventure. I'll watch. It's in the same mold as Galaxy Quest, where if I just yeah. need a movie to kill a couple hours, right, it's a perfect, Oh, it's pick. a perfect
1: guy. Yeah, um,
2: and Bogus Journey, I think, is actually surprisingly creative. It's a little more out there and takes yeah, bigger yeah. risks. Yeah. Sometimes it flops a little, but I, I think it's just really cool, and, like, the final battle where the good guy, where the, Bill and Ted and the bad guy are just talking about, ah, but when I, win, I I'm gonna use the time machine to do this, <laughs> and these these things just start appearing for them. It's just, it's a great scene, it's oh, it's, it's a great pair of movies, and it's, awesome. it's a lighter sci-fi in some aspects, but I, the central drive is science fiction in the dream of a utopia, and...
1: Yeah, and, I mean, you know, it's and, just, I mean, we've, it, 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 it's one of those it's like, since then we've seen a lot of similar takes on that and like comedic time Hot Tub side. Time Machine yeah but Bill yeah. And also Ted is, solid but Bill and Ted launched that really that know, was Hot
2: Tub it, Time like, Machine you know. too. no I haven't seen it I heard it was atrocious which I'm not even surprised I thought Hot Tub Time Machine minor tangent it's sci-fi I'm not feeling too actually does a pretty good job of, of kind of capturing the back to the Future ish uh-huh. you know revisiting your past sort of mold uh-huh. it's obviously a little broader and, and you know, there's a reason John Cusack didn't come back for the sequel but I don't know. I, I really enjoy it. So, it's not the most high-minded pick at all to go villain to. Hey. And if we were talking, if we revisit this topic for TV, you're going to see us it's good, that's where I'll have difficulty. It's going to be a slew of top-tier sci-fi shows that are, like, deep and thoughtful and perspective. Right, right, right. yeah, yeah. that I'll be, like, jockeying between. But no, for me, I love fun sci-fi movies, and Back no, 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 no. to the Future's probably my top top, but Bill and Ted's uh, my number one for this list. Sure. It's fantastic. Nice. The right. only word. But Kevin, take it <laughs> All right, well, to we, high academia. We need one black and white old
1: school sci-fi gem. <laughs> yes, and, we do. And for that, I pick none other than and I'm sorry it's not up there right now. What? Like uh but like I'm going to get, but this is a film I saw um back in Is this in your the,
0: honorable or number 1? This one? is my
1: number 1. Okay. Back in middle school was the first time I saw it And I okay. revisited it since um, I think I've talked about it here before But this is the original 1951 The Day the Earth Stood Still
0: Flawless Ooh, movie nice pick.
1: Flawless movie from start to finish
0: um, was, Rock- Ke- was Keanu in it?
1: <laughs> we don't. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about the remix. If only
0: existence. I can say that. Totally deadpan. All right, we don't talk ahead. about that. Remakes existence Keanu's
2: come up so yeah. much in this. Place. Keanu, dude. Lo- I love Keanu. Yeah, Keanu's in, in. I love Keanu. In Matrix.
0: Keanu's in. Um, Bill and Ted. Keanu is in. Um, what's the th- uh, this? Uh, the, the day the ADS world ends. But right. I, I love Keanu. But
1: we are not talking about his <laughs> remake so. All right. Cool. Um,
0: so Keanu says, "Whoa." Yeah.
1: Whoa, dude. Um, so first Whoa. off. Robert Weiss, the director, had a really interesting career as... Robert one. Reeves?
0: Weiss. Is Brother a... of Keanu? Reeves? No. Oh, right, sorry, oh, oh, sorry go ahead. All right. Who, it, um, sorry, go ahead.
1: So, he's the director of Sound of Music. He okay. did Star Trek The Motion Picture, the first one. Um, he did... Let me just look this up. He, he has a pretty vast career in there. West Side Story, um, let's see... Uh... Um... Did, I'm looking through some of these that I would know. Um, yeah, like a lot of that. I mean, he did musicals, he did sci fi um, dramas. Um, the Day of the stood still. It's a. Um, oh, and the House on Telegraph Hill is a film I really like. Um it came out the same year. The Day of the still.
0: Man, they, um, they, were, they, they pumped him out back then. Yeah, they did.
1: Yeah. Um, so, the Day of the still. It's a simple premise by today's standards. It's. Um, this alien arrives on Earth, and um they've there's this robot race that has been constructed to maintain peace in Ooh, the galaxy and they eliminate those that threaten um the safety of the universe as a whole. And earth is um, this is since it's developed atomic weapons, they're becoming a danger to the galaxy. <clears throat> and so um it's about this aliens mission to try to get um just the the nations of earth to come together and um he comes as a warning saying that you know basically if they don't get it together that you know the earth um will have to be destroyed um and so you know it was released during the cold war it um touches on all those notions and feelings that people felt across the world really um and it just beautifully, um, is a it's a beautiful combination of just the fantastic and the grounded. Um yeah. the visuals are spectacular. Performances, you know, for a while, for most of the movie, the alien is living as a human among to try to observe the natural, you know, the just this um average, you know, family and all yeah. that. Um, and so it's to and and then you know it's called the day they so it's still because. Um, he shuts down all electrical power to try to get a message across, so that he can you know, because he's so trying to they'll wake stop up.
0: and shut down for a minute and think and hear
1: exactly. And he's trying to like wake humanity up and you know tell that's them that's very that prescient. Not. It really, you know, and I mean, it's it was ahead of its time for. I mean, 1951. I mean, granted, some stories like this have been done a million times since, but um, it was a pretty some, there was one. Uh,
0: there was actually a remake um, recently. I think uh, starring Keanu Reeves why <laughs> why <laughs>
1: sorry god oh my um, but yeah so it's just one of those like highly recommended. if you've never seen it um, I didn't even see that like, yeah. well, I have I so it's much trouble on, watching old movies I think but... it's still on Netflix um, Okay. I mean it's only an hour and a half you, got, like, you can make it through, I can like, uh, it. but it's just it's so uh, just it'll hook you
2: is
0: Soylent Green is good is what Soylent Green I've not
1: seen it uh, it's supposed to be a classic it's yeah. famous there's right. still classic I haven't seen, but like a, but this is one I have to talk about. Um, awesome, so that's man. my number one. Um, go see it if you haven't. Um, my honorable mention. I know, uh, like uh, this is probably gonna get something, but I was trying to think of a camera, a change camera movie, and I love T2, and all, of, but, um, but I really love Avatar. Uh-oh. You know, like I mean, like I know it's, a, it's but, an honorable mention. That's it's an, an, an honorable question. mention. Like I mean, it's one of those. I know it's like uh, <laughs> uh, what are you crazy? Rich, Rich?
2: Rich has this look of just like. Internal crisis. But, well, okay, I'm, it's I'm one dying.
1: of those. It connect Okay, my
0: insides are curling up.
1: Hey, you mentioned Maze Runner. Come on, like uh, as an honorable mention, Maze
0: Runner is way better written. It's wow. not,
1: a, it, okay. The, it's one of those, I know. It's, it's got better like, writing, dude. I mean, I know it's not, but.
0: Visually, I vi- would well, it to you. It's a masterpiece of visual. Visually,
1: but also on a personal level. I mean, it is one of the few that actually, I mean, yeah, it's not a great script, but it does have a strong disabled character, and that really connected with oh, me. Oh, that's true. A, you know, I that's mean, that's like, true. I do forget. I did forget
0: that aspect. Like, like getting to live out that sort of, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, it was one of those that, like,. It made it a part of the movie, but not the driving force. It proved that you can have, uh, you know, a paraplegic character that um, and in this big sci-fi epic and all that, that wasn't, you know, they didn't dwell on that, just, you know, that was wow. just a part of that, and I like how it approaches that, so I mean, you know, it's not the, I mean, gosh, there's some terrible dialogue in there and all that, but I mean, but, um, but it's it nonetheless, it, dude. right. Unobtainium. <laughs> yes, I know. Um and there but yeah and I mean it is a cinematic triumph on a visual
0: level. No, you know? there's no question. And, I can't yeah. believe there's going to be four. Sequels. I don't really want. There see were going to be three. I don't want it four.
2: I mean, at least you can admit that it doesn't need. It four. does not. No,
1: gosh, no. I don't. I, I. I'm talking about this as a standalone. You know, I don't want it to be a franchise or by any means. Oh, it is. But I know it is. But. You know, I think it's it, like
0: 2018, 2020, 2022, and 2026 or some nonsense like right, that. Right, right, right. He gives himself two years in between the last two to, like, make another crap fest. Oh, wait a second.
2: And no, I mean, I mean,
0: there's no question that that movie... Like, I went to see it in 3D. Right, right. And it was jaw-dropping experience. Right, right. However, about 2 thirds of the way through the movie, I couldn't wait for it to end. Mm-hmm. Um only because it, it, um, story-wise it's a fucking slog for yeah. me. Yeah. Um no, no, it's if fair. I if it had an intermission and I watched it in two parts, maybe it'd be better. It's a little long. Um I don't like the fact that see you now the angle you brought up is fascinating to me because mm. I always when, even when I saw it I thought boy that's cool when you watch like this joy that he has at just you know getting to experience life in a different way right, you know right, and all right, that yeah. that is just really cool to watch and I, I just think that that's really cool that it handles his character um, it, respectfully I'm guessing right right it yeah. does handle no, it no I think it does yeah I love Th- it. that that's a real testament yeah so I, I give it, it it went up you know point five in my estimation sure, knowing sure. that it, that it moved you in that way um, however. The, the 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 environmental screed that it is yeah, yeah really yeah. pisses me off. First, of all, I don't like any kind of screed. I don't want to see. Okay. A, I don't want to see a political screed. I yeah. don't want to see an environmental screed. I don't want to see a pro emo music screed. Okay. I don't want to yeah, see yeah. any fucking screed. I mean, I like. Know? I mean, and I, I don't want to see a movie that tries to beat my head over with. We got to you know keep our resources yeah, yeah, intact because yeah. yeah. if we tear them down, all the beauty in the world will be gone. Oh, and I'm
1: with you on that. Like, I mean, I'm not big on. Um, you know, like, I mean, this is like, for instance, like, I didn't really like Sausage Party because I thought he was too yeah. heavy-handed in how The anti-religion. It, like, well, the anti-religion and just the, like, the way it presented that and the themes were so forced into you that it... It it like, went from being it interesting, uh, it disconnected to statement... The point, to the point where it disconnected me from the story, and I get that with this, you know, so, like, I mean, um, so it's one of those, it's, I mean, by no means perfect, but... There's just a lot I love about it. I mean, I saw okay. it at a time I'll give you where I was like, you know, like I was in high school and you know I was going through some stuff, and it just like it was one of those like refreshing kind of like it has the fantastical elements, and I just like that character, and I love the visuals, and so it's just
0: one of my favorites. But, yeah. That's cool. That is that's cool. I I can definitely see that. And uh,
1: Sam, another quick favorite is Super Eight. I mean, I really love that. Yeah. You know, as in uh, I and saw his
2: Throwback. Bye, you want to borrow
1: it?
0: Not really.
2: Okay. <laughs> no. okay. I mean, I don't know why.
0: I'd, okay. I'd much sooner borrow like two thousand okay, yeah,
1: yeah. you know? well, one. Okay. Yeah. but Super 8's good, huh? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, what is like, it that makes
0: it good? Like, I guess you really like Stranger, Stranger Things, things, things yeah, yeah. It's like,
1: I mean, it's a nice eighties throwback that also gives you really good characters and um, is by, definitely an unabashed Spielberg love letter. That's um, awesome. And, and it's, it's an it's Abrams directed, directed movie? movie. Yeah, he wrote and directed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's yeah, not that many of those anymore. <laughs> no but it, it's there's not that many of those that aren't called Star Trek you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, Star yeah, Wars yeah, Wars, yeah, yeah. Uh, well cool so yeah though,
1: so yeah, still my favorite nice, nice pick yeah, yeah.
0: total surprise man yeah. you, you dropped the mic on that one I was not expecting that I was expecting where, did 2001 get mentioned did I miss it I,
1: well it was one like I talked about it in relation to Interstellar and all that like it's honestly one I can't I, I, I mean I've seen it but that's one of them where I haven't seen enough to
0: really talk about it in depth and I also didn't hear any talk on AI. That's not a great. Movie. I don't know, is it?
1: It's not. My favorite I, I is by far better in
0: about well, every way. Interesting. You know, I just never saw it. I was just wondering, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I didn't hear any Fifth Element. I'm just bringing out a couple things that we didn't. No, I,
1: I like too. I think like I, I mean,
0: it's fine. I didn't but, hear any Demolition Man. <laughs>
2: I don't know. That was being my top list, it was on. It was you in know, when I I didn't
0: Jordan, hear any Escape I, Plan. That's Jordan, not a sci-fi it's movie. It's not a
2: sci-fi prison. <laughs> It's a feature. It, I wouldn't call that sci-fi. <laughs> Jordan, I was like, expecting it's... Looper from you
1: because I know how much you love That
2: is true. It was on my short list as well. Uh-huh. I just I haven't seen it in, since it came out, and, and I, I didn't. Like, Edge of Tomorrow is... Edge of
1: Tomorrow is double. I mean, that, that's definitely one of the better of the last. See, there's so many lists yeah. you can make out of. The... Yeah. That's definitely one of the best sci-fi
0: movies of this
1: generation of the 21st the first century. century. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff. Some stuff I saw online that was interesting was like Upstream Color. I'm mm. um, the maker creator. of. Uh... No, I know.
2: Yeah, from the maker of Primer. Is it? They're both by sure, yeah.
0: Now, what is Primer about? Like, I really don't know.
2: Primer is about time travel, but in the most scientific way imaginable. It is 100% about, like, the hard science, and very much like we have the rules of time travel, and we are going to follow them and tell a narrative in them that is super complicated by the end. They're and really good. Uh, it is a very good film, but it's one of those films that is notoriously... You have to watch it more than once to fully yeah. know what is going on. Just this like Eternal Sunshine, you can't watch that one. Oh once. really? Yeah. Oh gosh, no. Yeah. It's exactly. too much of
1: an experience that by the time you're done you have to re experience it and take it. There's you can watch that a hundred times and take in new things.
0: Interesting. Do you guys have any just just to spill them out there, do you guys have any other movies that were right on the edge?
2: Um it's <laughs> I, I think I mentioned Tahira. most of mine. Akira supposedly great. Is that worth me watching? Because I have it at home.
1: Gosh, yes. Got it on Blu-ray up there.
2: T two. T two was a
1: yeah. I mean, Alien, of course. There were a lot of Serenity
2: was on my short list. Okay, yeah. There was a lot of like
1: obvious ones I was trying to steer away from. Um, I I mentioned Close Encounters. That's you know my favorite classic Spielberg.
0: Why does Akira have a a pill on his back? I never knew that. It's weird. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, but there's—I mean, this is something I could talk about all day. Oh, I got one—a oh. Scanner Darkly. Did you see that? I haven't seen it. Okay. No, seen it? no.
1: Oh, yeah. Children of Men—that was up there too. A lot of
0: people like that movie. That was one that I'm like, I really didn't it's,
1: like. It's dense, you know. Yeah, it's, not, it's no, not one I like. It's... I watch for enjoyment. But
0: you you know what? Good. You know what is enjoyable? Huh. What was that, uh, that? You guys are gonna laugh when I say this, this is like Hunger Games, but worse. So you're gonna laugh at me. Um, uh, it's a Vin Diesel flick um uh pretty recent sci-fi Vin Diesel where he's like for saving this girl. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Um Yeah, what is that thing?
2: Something thick? AD or Yeah, Babylon AD. Babylon AD. That AD.
0: movie's mad fun. That movie's mad yeah, they're fun to watch. Yeah, it's a it good time. Out. It's a good time. And there's the Pitch Black trilogy or whatever. Um well, or the, the Riddick, Riddick yeah. the Riddick trilogy. Yeah, yeah. That's supposedly pretty entertaining. Um Under the Skin I really liked in the last few years. What is that? The Ring
1: What is he's it? an alien like it's
2: I, I heard describe. that was very
0: surrealist. It's anyway.
1: very surreal. It's it's hard to describe.
2: Um, but I, I, I recommend it. I think it's still on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? No. No, I think we're good. But there's a lot of stuff. There's just a ton. No, I'm just of curious if there's anything else that we we'll Starship love. Troopers is one of my favorite. All
0: right, it's there we go. I was waiting for something ones. like that. Okay. Yeah, fun cool. ones, yeah. Just them going up there and busting bugs. Oh,
2: yeah. I feel pretty confident saying that uh, as a say, write-in vote of Kelsey, were here. That would be her pick. She loves She okay. oh, yeah. Starship Troopers. Oh, uh, classic. Word. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Awesome. So that is... Our sci-fi lists. Awesome. Uh, it was a weird. We selection. want to hear your sci-fi list. Oh,
1: Jordan, I'm surprised you didn't put Attack the Block too. Oh, so, uh,
2: I don't. Again, there there are a lot of
0: films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a hard list. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, not to mention uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Star Wars One. Well, 3. like I, I said at the I beginning. Remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh gosh, yes. I mean, any any Star Wars flash Gordon. I mean, kind of superhero ones, but
2: so space opera, right? Star oh, gosh, Trek, yes. oh, right.
0: yeah. Interesting, interesting,
2: but. Yeah, awesome. as, as Rich said we'd love to hear yours reach out to us we are all over social media mm-hmm. tell us where webs. you can find us people uh, well you can of course find us at thejoyofgeek.net mm-hmm. where recently we talked about a lot of films today you can find our reviews on a good number of the ones we've been watching we always like to check Pete's in there Pete's Dragon what? Pizza Dragon review yeah and a Don't Breathe review um, but there's all kinds of good content on the site if you haven't checked it out yet what are you doing we're, you we're constantly be there. putting new articles up yes. and content and features and all that great stuff uh, you can, of course, find For the us... most part, it's <laughs>
1: stuff we like, so I mean, like, it's Yeah, it's all, been pretty all,
2: positive. Kind of, yeah. Uh, so, you for also, ben yeah. you can also find us at The Joy of Geek on Facebook, at The Joy of Game on Twitter. Uh, you can find TheJoyOfGaming.com for the entire archives of episodes going all the way back to 2012. And uh, you can find me personally at IndigoMaster on Twitter. That's E N D I G O M A S T E R. As well as on TV Equals and my personal site Uh You can find me at the same places
0: in some, except if they have Sega in them. <laughs> uh, as well as Rich Lapore at Twitter at Rich at Rich, at Rich <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're a master of Twitter.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: um, and yeah, you can find me on Twitter at KWShafe. That's KWSCHAF.
0: Awesome. All right. Uh, Well, on that note, uh, I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseca, Kevin Schaefer. And we will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.